Welcome to Real Nerds, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2013. Log on to Denver Comic-Con right now to purchase your tickets to see William Shatner at Denver Comic-Con. Uh, Stan Lee is filming a cameo, I'm guessing, Thor or something? No, it's got to be Captain America. Or Captain America, whatever. Thor, whatever yeah. one. He blew off Denver. Yeah. I'm going to give that movie a bad review now just because of that. <laughs> like, I'm, I feel so jaded. It, like I, it, like it a is shark. A, it's such a bummer, man. But you know what? We got to get Shatner on, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll get him to say something. Because cool. you know who's pretty cool, William Shatner. Totally, seriously. I know. Do you feel that? Do you do you feel that right now? Do you feel that Denver Comic Con is like less than a week away? I know. You know oh what else God. is less than a week away? If you come and see us May twenty eighth at the Oriental Theater, you can find out what a pod show is. Oh. A pod show in your face. I'm surprised no one like thought my tweet was really funny today. What tweet? I tweeted. I says, "Come see the Real Nerds Pod Show May twenty eighth, and prepare to be blown." Dot 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 away. Ah, so yeah, that is. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I was really smart. Yeah, I know. Because I'm clever. If you're listening to this with tweaked audio earbuds, you're awesome. If you log on to tweakedaudio.com, click on uh, the cart. There's a coupon button. Enter in the real nerds as one word R E E L N E R D S, and you'll get a third off your whole order. So do that. Tweaked audio is B A. My dad got those for his birthday, mm-hmm. but not for me because I'm not a very good son. You're a horrible son. <laughs> I know, really. And that horrible son, this is James. Over there is Brad. I'm Ryan. I'm the most important one. We have a guest today. Uh, guest, introduce yourself for the third time. Hi, I'm Zach Eastman. Welcome I'm, back, Zach. Welcome. Thank you for welcoming me back. Hey, always welcome. It's uh, nervous to get in front of the mic again. <laughs> now, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the, what the, what the hell are you doing here? I, I don't know. James invited me to come and watch Star Trek with him. No, you, no, you were just already in my basement. <laughs> yeah, he, Watching Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> James James chains him up in the basement. He has one of those doors that you can't get through, but it has one of those uh, hand like uh, drawers, and you slide in the food, and it's all slop. And you shaved your head like Natalie Portman. And <laughs> anybody else see V for Vendetta? Anybody? He makes me, but instead of like instead of getting like random notes from like uh, another prisoner, I just keep getting like clips from Final Frontier. Yeah. <laughs> up. What does God need with a spaceship? I always, I always tie people up to the. I've got one of those old seventies radiators attached to the wall. I mean, it's not. It doesn't work. It's just for aesthetics. But still, I just it likes to be. I like to be intimidating and tie people to it. I, no, I know. And it don't don't worry. You you've done the job well thank you and of course how james powers his house and how real nerds is powered right now there's a treadmill that zach is running on right now yes. constantly <laughs> yeah. and uh, well, it's, powering it's exhausting it's, right now it's, it's not so faster much the, boy it's not so much the running as it is the fear that powers the house. i, I have yeah. to thank you though because that's made it made quitting quitting smoking so much so much easier <laughs> and, and, and what's fucked up is james doesn't give him any vaseline to rub on his nipples so his nipples just shave <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he's not wearing a shirt he doesn't have to worry about marathon that. joke <laughs> how many marathon listeners do we get oh man Ah, but in all seriousness, uh, Zach, you're actually here for a real reason, not just be like, oh, I love yeah. these guys. It's, I can't wait to hang out in their basement with them. Something tell you about what I got a painting game. <laughs> <laughs> something, something serious that deserves more respect than than people jokes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, why don't you why don't you drop us a line? Um, so uh, about a couple weeks ago, after um, it was actually kind of after talking with uh, you and uh, you you two uh, uh, when we were uh, filming some of the pod show. Um, we had um, discussed uh, Tom Sullivan, who's mm-hmm. been uh, a guest on the show, and uh, we talked about I've been wanting to find a venue for the Boys Stairs to premiere at because we're nearing picture wrap and we're heading into color correction and sound this month, so we're going to have it ready to go. 
and I didn't really have a venue for it. And I thought, well, I'll just put on another show. And usually what we would do is we would put on a show where you would um, we would spotlight another filmmaker and then give um, all the proceeds that uh, we made from that evening to that filmmaker to make their movie. Oh, cool. But um, this year um, I was – uh, we were. I didn't really have any anybody who was looking to make a film. Like Maddie had already found a way to make his feature the way he wanted to make it, and um, Spencer and I are working on Walt Met a Girl right now, the script. So we didn't really have anything ready, and so I remember the Tom interview, and I remember crying my eyes out hearing about Alex oh and his story. And so I uh, reached out to Tom and said, I'm looking to see if you guys want to partner with us for a benefit. And we would give all the proceeds to the formation of a memorial scholarship, um, which they had been trying to do. And I got an email back and one thing led to another. And now, um, as of now, on July 10th um, at Castleman's Bar and Venue, you will get to see The Boy Who Stares, Five Steps, The Zone. Um, and also a movie called Identity Crisis, which um, Andrew Bueno directed, who's been on the show before. He has, cool guy. Um, and uh, we will be premiering those along with a lot of other films and some other surprises. Um, and all the proceeds are going to go directly to Aurora Rises. Um, currently, all the details are still being figured out right now, but we thought, why not come on to the place where it, this idea got inspired to announce it? You know, give you guys the first scoop. Oh wow! Thanks. Man, have we really talked about Aurora that. Rises on the podcast before? Um, you know, I don't think we've talked about the charity itself. I mean, we've we've pimped it on the show. Well, I shouldn't say pimped it. That's that's, that's <laughs> yeah. very demeaning. But Pimp my charity. Um, we've 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 talked about it on the website and promoted them. Um, but no, we, we haven't. It's it's a it's a charity that All Seas and Tom Sullivan have gotten together in order to support the the families of the victims of the Century 16 shooting last year. Um, which is fantastic, obviously. Yeah, they do great work, and yeah. All Seas is a very nice store, and they got yeah. all this. Um, it's not as nice as Colorado Coins to Comics. We're not going to slam them here. No, no, the, uh, it's a very nice store. They actually have a uh, a gaming table, and I used to oh, play cool. uh, uh, Pokemon cards when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So like that brought back a lot of fun memories to just be like, I, I know we got a board meeting here, but I just want to pull out a deck of Pokemon cards. Yeah. Just start throwing them down on there. I got my Charizard. <laughs> so that would have been fun, but unless we had business. Um, but they were all so sweet. They were all um, wonderful guys, and um, they were right on board with the idea from the very beginning, and we couldn't have asked for a better support to uh, help us put this show on. And especially since we're premiering The Boy Who Stares, it's a very poignant like tie into the event. Yeah. Um, so we've taken the steps. I'm out editing the film like crazy to get it ready. So it's been fun, but I'm, you know, we're, we're happy that we got this support and yeah. we got like, you know, you, you, we have you guys to thank for it. Cause we, I yeah. would have never heard of this organization yeah. if it wasn't for you, this. You know, what's, uh, what's really cool about this is we're showcasing movies. And one of the things that Tom stressed, even in our interview with him and what he's told me personally, and I'm sure these guys too is, you know, go see movies, go out and enjoy them. And it's so cool that you were able to uh, do that with him. And he's such a cool guy. And uh, he's really taken, you know, being a leader in this kind of issue with it. And, you know, not only raising the money, um, also Roy Rises has some great uh, variant covers that Marvel and DC are releasing um, that support the Aurora Rise charity. So there's many ways to support them, and this is just another one that's amazing. Those variant covers, um, Megan, his daughter, showed mm-hmm. me a booklet of the variant covers that they have coming up. They have a really cool Thanos one. Very Ooh. cool. The Thanos one is is beautifully drawn. I, and I'm trying to remember the artist that drew it, but uh, the Batman one looks cool. The Spidey there's, one's awesome. The Spidey one is awesome, and I and I'm not I'm a I'm a moderate Spider-Man fan. 
Um, but watch looking at that cover made me want to reread some books because like yeah. it was just beautifully drawn, beautifully executed. The Daredevil one is probably my favorite because mm-hmm. it, it's reminiscent of the Frank Miller era. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah, like uh, kind of like the Man Without Fear run. Um, yeah. Oh, very nice. I have like one. Of, I had one of those issues, like issue number three. So it was a nice little throwback to see that. I'm like, oh, it's cool. And he's right in front of that. All of them are right in front of Aurora, like the in front of the theater. And a lot of these artists got the detail down very well. The Batman one is very uh, is a very interesting look. And I agree. Yeah, it's got a very like. Like it's it's I can't describe it. I, I don't know how me you too. describe it. It's I, like a colored pencil look. Yeah, and also it, to me, it, it it's conflicting to me because the Batman in it is so like ominous that he's you know watching over Century Sixteen, and um, to me, it's actually a powerful cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I you'd have to see it. it it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the in the variant covers look awesome. And Tom is he is he's all bored on film, and that's why we like. We talked to him like now five steps has drugs in it. So be ready to like, you know, show that. And the beauty about these guys is that they're just like, we want you. We will. We do not want anybody to be afraid to go to the movies anymore. And that was the the exact thing that um, I wrote out a mission statement with Spencer Kane, who's now the co-head of Take 38 Productions. And he and I sat down and we wrote down this mission statement that we just want people to go and have fun. And we want people to come to the movies again and show and like that kind of fear that I felt in the first three weeks after the shooting where nobody was coming to watch the dark Knight, Nobody was coming to watch anything. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's sickening to know, to, to know that somebody that terrible was able to cause that much like fear. So yeah. want to take that fear and kick it out the door, you know? And that's a good way to do it. And this is July 10th. Um, right now it's July 10th. Um, but we are trying to get a bigger venue right now. Um, but Castleman's is pretty much set for now. So, um, but you can, um, look for updates on, uh, our Facebook pages, um, on Twombly's Facebook page, the boy stairs, Facebook page, take 38 productions, Facebook page, um, on my Twitter. Um, we're going to be setting up a website for it pretty soon here. Um, I just got to talk to a couple people who are going to help us set it up you can buy tickets on there and you can watch trailers for the films that we're going to be showing, um, and you can like check up on who's going to be there and what's going to be going on. And it's going to be a fun time. It'll Very be a fun, fun. event. And, uh, Tom and all those guys are going to get up there and, and, and speak and talk about the charity and how it's benefiting the victims of the, of this terrible tragedy that happened a year ago, like very coming up very soon. So. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, especially by then it'll be real close. Yeah. Um, it'll be like, we will be agreed, uh, no doing it during the week of uh, yeah. that everything went down right because that's and actually i told them that's the day that i'm going to be like i'm taking the whole day off to just go watch movies all day in mm. the theater just to just to kind of like do the thing that i didn't do the day that everything yeah. went down the thing that i should have done which was go right to batman shouldn't have mm-hmm. even yeah. given it a second thought <laughs> yeah 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 and you know it takes someone as strong as tom to like make you realize that because you know even us who we see movies all the time you know yeah. it's there's always that, you know, you, I, I remember, you know, going into the movie the next week and you still have that weird feeling. Yeah. But, you know, Tom says, no, go in there, enjoy the movies. Alex enjoyed movies. I enjoy movies. And if you ever want to, you know, Tom will see a movie with you. So, yeah, uh, Tom, Tom was like he, he was very adamant. Like he told me about how he and his wife used to go down for two dollar movie night when they used to do it like on Tuesdays or something like that. And they would go into one and then they would grab dinner and then go to another. And he just, he loved telling those stories like Mm -hmm. more than anything else. And they're doing another benefit um, before that for Man of Steel. And like, it's supposed to get people back in because he said that Alex was so super excited for it. And Mm -hmm. I, so I'm going to go to that event and just see what they do to, 
um, at their current events, and it just—it's all really inspiring to see yeah. these guys working their their butts off for this very noble cause. When because Man of Steel was going to be Batman, Dark Knight was on his birthday. Man of Steel was going to be his birthday film this year. Yeah. So that was like uh, a big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Um, I, I I don't know that I can watch that trailer without thinking about like how uh, excited I am to see that movie just for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um. That's it's going to be an interesting week. Yeah, and the the tone of the tone of that trailer changed when I had heard that interview and oh, ta- yeah. heard and talked to Tom and whatnot, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna mean something different now. Yeah, and that's good. That's very good. It is, and Aurora Rises is such a great organization, yeah. and um, support them no matter what you know, and uh, just help them out, and we'll do anything for them, just like you are, and uh, and obviously as as things get closer we'll have stuff on the website about you know yep. uh uh when the showing's going to happen and where exactly and how people can get involved. I think um, we're going to do a live show, right? Yeah, I was going to pitch this to you. Um we would love to invite you to guys to do a live show cuz I'd heard that you guys have been uh I didn't know if you guys had I know you guys have done the cons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I didn't know if you guys had done a live show yet. We um, haven't. We're not entirely sure what it would look like, but uh, but I'm, we are thinking about it, and we would love to do it. I am yeah, absolutely, absolutely positive that we would love to be there. Yeah, we'll uh, be there and, and certainly be involved. And certainly be involved. Anything you guys need, we're always we'll yeah. be more than happy to well, help. Then good. Then there's that. There's your first surprise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, real 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 news exclusive. Uh, the real nerds will be a live show at uh, the premiere of Boys Who Stares, supporting Aurora Rises. I got to tell you, that was like one of my hopes for the show was to get you guys onto this because oh. it was it was because uh, I like Maddie said it before on his other episodes, but I do love this show. Oh, it is thank a, it's you. a very nice local like community show that like i i i love it when people like me just sit down and talk about things that i care about because it's hard to listen to like i love doug loves movies but all those guys are like famous comedians i have no like i can't relate to them whereas like these you guys are filmmakers writers like people that i like that i can connect to like i was watching them make the the pod show Mm -hmm. um i went on to set one day and these guys like they run and gun i love the run and gun <laughs> it's, 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 I, it's I a budget to... thing really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also there were security guards we really had to run <laughs> but um, you know uh brad has been showing us some like rough cuts it's actually turning out pretty good sometimes yeah. sometimes when you read a script like is this gonna work you know what yeah. i mean and then yeah. you start yeah. seeing the edits get like, like oh, oh brad's yeah. writing again yeah. uh let's make him feel good <laughs> <laughs> and actually it's pretty funny uh you know we were shooting just this little stupid scene with me you know, caressing Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, picture. Spoiler. And, spoiler. And, <laughs> you know, just adding little things, what I was saying to my wife, it just, like, makes me happy as an actor, you know? <laughs> and uh, hopefully it, it looks good. And my wife took a really funny picture. She hasn't posted it yet. Thankfully. But uh, Brad was trying to get this angle of me holding this photo. And the only way he could do it is seriously by mounting me. And his camera <laughs> was like below so it looked like a like looked like a, a dick and i i had it like i was it, you'd have to see the picture off my let's, not, let's not mention that i'm on the floor on the other side yeah. of the bed below both of them yeah. with a giant boom it's, mic uh, it's quite the behind the scenes photo you're just yeah. really hoping mr furley doesn't come in the room <laughs> bursted through <laughs> oh never mind he'll come back later the scene that they were shooting like I, i'm not i'm not going to give anything away but the dialogue that James has in there when he's like he's on a cell phone, that's all I can really give away. 
it is the funniest dialogue I've <laughs> ever heard written. Thank you, thank you. Because it's just because like knowing you guys and all than... that stuff, like it just that really worked for me. Oh, there's a there's a scene you know where inspiration comes from. Uh, I won't say what's happening, but it involves water. <laughs> and uh, and when and when Brad had an idea of shooting this in slow motion, I had an idea for a like a add on to the scene, and I'm really hoping it turns out really funny because oh. uh, filming it was horrendous yeah. um, for me personally. But uh, seeing the shots, uh, it's totally worth it at the end of the day. Watching it, I was inside the house and watching it out the window. As, as if on screen, uh, <laughs> watching it be filmed was maybe a highlight of my whole year. Um, it was fantastic. And me and Brad know? got sunburned that day. So, uh, Oh, yeah, like yeah, crazy. Bad. Like it was my whole left side of my face wherever the sun was at. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We didn't have a makeup artist, so you know that just adds nope. uh, roses to <laughs> nope. my cheeks. The camera that you guys had, though, like it's funny with that camera, like makeup isn't always necessary on those ones. Like yeah. the, that camera that you guys have is a fantastic camera. The FS100, mm. it's a fantastic camera. Like yeah. I was, I was jealous. I was telling him on the way over to the movie tonight. I'm just like, I really wish I had your camera. <laughs> well, well, you had Thank access, you. To... You had access to the film school. Like, what were you using? Because I know Maddie used the. P three. We he and I both used the F three. Um, F3. I'd used the red prior. Um, I like the red, but um, I just didn't. I we wanted more color space, and the F three has more color space. Hmm. So basically, just it gives me more options and uh, posts to correct the color. Hmm. So, and I wanted this film to look very like I wanted colors to play an important part. And I'd never really worked. I the last one I did was in black and white, so <laughs> I was like in a different world there. So I had to like figure out what to do with it but like that camera that you have is a really good prosumer camera like that's one that's easily affordable and like anybody can go out and make a movie with it like that and that and the footage that i was seeing that you guys were filming just looked phenomenal thank you thank you to Thanks, Agosta. You know, yeah. yeah you know and the, the funny thing too is uh my actually my favorite thing besides me in this film <laughs> is uh actually seeing like brad as an actor he doesn't act in anything and he actually sold me oh dude uh, he's because, got some of my favorite lines of the whole he, thing I mean, because I've never seen you act before, Brad, so it, yeah, it's, it's I, kind of fun. I'm just doing it because it's necessary. <laughs> yeah. I know you wouldn't be on there if you wouldn't. But if I could have cast someone to be me, I would have. But it, it's funny because he's never thought of himself as an actor, and I, I believe everything he says, and it's, yeah. it's, it's great. That's going to have to be a future episode where, where Brad is played by someone else. And it'll it, just be an insight like, one. no one... Brad's oh, understudy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> In tonight's a, episode, the part of Brad will be played by James. <laughs> <laughs> we all switch oh, brains. <laughs> yeah. No, that didn't work in Spider-Man. It's not going to work on Real Nerds oh, Podcast. No. Oh, no. Yeah. We all know what happened. Yes. Uh, what did we see this week? Uh, we saw two movies. Me and James saw two. Yeah. We saw Furious 6. Oh, wait, I mean Fast and Furious 6. No, we mean Furious 6. Yes. The better title is Furious 6. Yeah, because that's the title card. So me and James were talking afterwards. We say, well, what, what's, what's the seventh one going to be? So we decided it's and seven. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Because there, there is a... Uh, I thought they were going to... I thought that's what they were going to do for the rest of the series. Is They were going to yeah. be like Fast 6, Fast 7. Like, I, like, I'm getting behind that. Well, you know, that's it awesome. makes oh, sense yeah. because, you know, Fast 5, you know, whatever. But Furious 6 actually makes sense because the crew is six people. Yep. So and they're mad this time. They're mad. This time it's personal. It was personal. Yeah, you never turned your back on. That's like Sylvester Stallone. That's no, not even Vin Diesel. Uh, um, well, it's close. We, so we saw uh, Fast and Furious 6, and we also saw The Hangover Part 3, sequelitis this week. You know what we just learned? We just learned that Sylvester Stallone should call into the show. Uh, <laughs> he probably also, will. You know what? You're real mood. I think this week is a first, because is there another movie that we have reviewed that is a sequel to a movie we've reviewed? Because we did an episode on Hangover 2. Yeah, no, this is a... I think this is the first. This is 
This is the yeah the sequel to our previous. Which you, you just, guys didn't review Fast Five? We did. No, no, no. I saw Fast Five in college, long before the podcast. Okay. Yep. Fast it was two years ago. No, it wasn't. Fast Five. Fast Five was. Even if it was, it was two years prior to my graduation. Oh, wow. I know this for a fact I saw brain. that movie in uh, for I can't Collins. remember. I don't believe you. <laughs> I know for a fact Two of the internet. Hang on, guys. <laughs> uh, if you've never listened to Real Fact Nerds checking. Podcast. What makes podcasts. Uh, you know that we have a section where we do fan mail. We yeah. also uh, talk about what we've been watching. We have not very much movie news. Uh, some box office numbers. Uh, and then we review two movies this week. Yeah. So uh, make sure you hang on for that. But first we have a fact-checking section. 2011. Mm-hmm. That was less than two years ago. Yeah, but what's the date in two? I know it's for a fact. It's like we, April or May. Thing, it was we, late we didn't a- do an episode. It was late April 2011 because right after that, Thor came out. Yeah. April yeah, 29th. He is right. That means that I was still in Fort Collins. I was before my graduation, and we didn't start the show until mid-June. Like, okay. or, or, I, I thought, July. like, I because I went through the, I, I like, after our, I did our episode, I went through the backlog, and I swear to God, I thought I'd heard a Fast Five review at some point. I'm sure but we've it, talked uh, about yeah. it. <laughs> maybe the maybe the Blu-ray we talked about. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, plenty. Oh, there we it. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That there's been plenty it. of movies that we have talked about. So if you want to be a part of our show, you can. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. haven't heard any celebrities in a while. Maybe this mm-hmm. week we'll try to find one. Um, you can also tweet us at real underscore nerds. Of course, that's R E E L, guys. Remember, like a movie reel that don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's you funny. can also uh, tweet. Uh, I already said tweet. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Real Nerds Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Thank you, everybody who liked us this week. You can also email us directly, realnerds at gmail dot com. Check out our website, realnerdspodcast dot com. Um, I promise more uh, stuff will be up there on our website when we don't have so much crap to do. Yeah. Um, I keep We're... on thinking of like articles to write, and then I realize that um, I'm super fucking busy, and I and I. By the time I get home, I'm like, eh, fuck this. Yeah. And I don't want to write about the top ten Mortal Kombat characters of all time. I have I have an article about Star Trek and how that movie has changed uh, the way that I think about the way I watch movies. Hmm. Burning a hole in my pocket, but we have too much stuff to do for DCC, and so it's going to have to wait. And we have a bunch of interviews and a commentary track. Yes. Uh, and they're all just sitting around. waiting to go up. But yeah. uh, I know that the long-awaited Me and James showdown on signs has taken place. And it's yeah. uh, it's pretty epic. It was um, because uh, the movie's boring. fucking One of the horrible. Two. So <laughs> it is not. It, it is horrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with Ryan on this. Thank you. Horrible. Thank oh you, filmmaker God. Zach. It's a great build up to something terrible. Brad, yes. you are, <laughs> Zach, you are not allowed to hang out in my basement anymore. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, we start every show unless we have a guest. Thanks uh, for stopping by again, Zach. And, Absolutely. Uh, remember, July 10th. Uh, tentatively scheduled on your calendar. Keep <laughs> yeah, it open. Or thereabouts. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, we'll have a more specific date set up here soon. Yeah. And watch the website and Facebook and all of Denver for future news. Yep. Cool. So uh, dig into the digital mailbox and let's pull out some fan mail. Fan mail. Oprah would have done it better. I know. One of the great things about being uh, on a podcast is you sometimes you get. Um, emails from people on the other side of the country dan from ohio sent us an email and hey i actually love this email i read it before i got here and it, it's really intelligent unlike me so you mean award-winning dan from ohio that's right award-winning <laughs> award-winning dan this is the same dan that called in for the 100th episode uh no. did he call in no, no. somebody he, he wrote I thought in. It was named dan. oh yeah he wrote he in. wrote in oh yeah, yeah. 
Um, trying to get a frame of reference. So uh, he says, greetings. If you're looking for contrary views about The Great Gatsby, I do have one. Oh, my. Finally. Why does Dan listen to the show? He disagrees with us on everything. Because that's what's I love fun. you, Dan. Yeah, but yeah. Um, while you're not wrong in your criticisms, the style of the filmmaking worked for me. In this era of mediocre remakes, I appreciate a director who has a vision and brings something new to the table, and Boz Lerman does that. I was enthralled by the spectacle and became engaged in a way that I've never been before, and I studied the book in college. So while I understand how you and others would not appreciate this interpretation, I found it to be refreshing and inspired. Hey, that's cool. You know, he's not the only one. I've, I know uh, a coworker who loved it, and they loved you know the glitz and the glamour of it, and yeah. um, I just couldn't get into it. I mean, I think a Leo in it is really good. Oh, yeah. Um, the leads are pretty good, but it's just the, the style of it I couldn't get into. <laughs> I was talking to my cousin yesterday, and she hadn't seen it yet. But she had told me, like, the, the fact that I didn't like it meant she was probably going to love it because she didn't care about the book. She just – or the story as much. She just cared about the flashy Boz Lerman on screen. Like, that's all she wanted to see. And I, that that sort of blew me away. And that works like, for some There people. are people out there who just want to see, you know – and I mean, I, yeah. There are, there are directors where I'll watch their movies just because I want to see them sort of vomit on, on screen. That's okay. <laughs> I went and there was this, like, a sea of women when I went to go see it. And I, I was wondering if that was because of Leo or if it was because these were people who read the book. And I couldn't It's, really it's probably it. a mix would be my I, guess. I would have to assume, but, like, if they read that book, it's not a tragic love story. It's about excess in the jazz age. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, but, I mean, I don't disagree with Dan. Like, mm-hmm. it's certainly unique, but... I yeah. don't know. Like, I don't like listening to rap in the twenties. Like, that didn't really I, work know, for me. I, <laughs> the thing I don't like is I hate when people say, "Tell me that Jay Z is a genius." His rap just drives me He's crazy. <laughs> when, he, when he rhymes Brooklyn and Robinson, I just can't. It, and Forty Two <laughs> is such a great movie, and they put that rap song. I couldn't stand in the trailer. But anyways, um, and he goes on to say, "And speaking of new interpretations, I also happen to see Star Trek Into Darkness." Oh, when I caught on to what they were doing, recreating Wrath of Khan, I sat there in stunned disbelief. You know, I. I will agree with him on that. When I started seeing how the movie was unraveling, I'm like, oh yeah. my god, they're actually doing it. It's it's like the forbidden uh Star Trek fruit. You know, why are you touching something that's so great? Um I must say that I am very conflicted about it. In one sense, it's rather clever how they recreated the Wrath of Khan scenes, but Abrams Trek hasn't earned that moment in the reaction between Kirk and Spock. It I felt like a that. cheap knockoff of one of the Star Trek's greatest moments. I'd agree with that. It felt Yeah. Um it, like I said last week, it had less impact because you know it had been done before, and it had also been sort of rushed because it's yeah. a very fast-paced movie. Mm-hmm. So it, it it just felt like it was taking a, like a cue and saying, "Hey, remember this cool thing that you guys liked?" Obviously, people who are new to Trek, it probably feels different to them. Um, but for us fans who grew up with Star Star Trek yeah. for like twenty plus years, um, yeah, it just felt empty to me. This is the thing I so desperately want to write about because, and, and, and I think it's unique to me maybe because I'm a writer, but the second time I saw it, I stepped back and just looked at that movie, just looked at the script and what that scene does for that script and why it works in that script and not as part of a greater context of the Star Trek universe. And then I loved it. Um, it's, but it is, it's conflicting. I like, like I said last week, it was frustrating as hell the first time and fantastic the second. Yeah. Of all the movies I've seen this year, it's one of the, the one I probably want to see the most again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I want to see Iron Man three again really bad. Oh, um, but, uh, for some reason the Star Trek one, because I, I agree with Dan, I, I was seriously stunned in disbelief. I'm sitting there watching I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're really doing it. And, and I'm a, uh, you know me, I'm late to the Star Trek thing, but I knew that it's their sacred cow. Um, he goes on to oh, say, yeah. not to get too tracky on you, but I've always liked Star Trek's Mirror Universe. And I've approached Abrams' Trek 
as a type of mirror universe hmm. where the same things happen only different ways. So ultimately I was willing to go with into darkness was doing and enjoyed it, but I still have a visceral reaction to the reactor scene homage in quotes uh, regards Dan. Um, and I don't know if you've actually read any of this, but he goes on to say uh, as a PS, as a comic book, as comic book aficionados, do you have any thoughts on the comic tie in to star Trek into darkness? The prequel comic countdown to darkness. I liked it. But I didn't find it to be a very effective movie tie-in, especially when compared to the first Countdown comic for Star Trek 09. Yeah. Well, hearing about that comic is how I knew there were Klingons in the movie already, whereas it was, oh, it was really? a surprise for you. Um, but I never picked it up. It, I, I have it, uh, but unfortunately my stack is about a foot tall, and so I just haven't finished it yet. Um, so sorry, Dan. We'll get back but it's to you good. on that one. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I finished it. it. It's oh, good. Okay, cool. But it's, it's like it, – this is what I was telling Brad earlier today. It's – the the difference between Abrams Star Trek and regular Star Trek is it's space drama versus space action. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's an action film versus a drama film, and that's why I felt like the comics were just trying to lead us in a little bit slower. But like once and so once you get into the film, then you can just have fun and enjoy yourself. Like it's a nice build up to mm. it, and the Klingon part is really cool in it too. And I'm trying to remember who wrote it, but it's it's a good comic. I'd check it out. I'd I'd cool. definitely pull it off your stack and and read it, especially if you plan on seeing that movie again. Yeah, It'll make the experience more. I might fun. have to pick it up at Colorado Coins Cards and Comics. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also got an email from uh, James. How do you pronounce that name? Allende. Allende Russell. Yeah, James, the guy that works with your mom. That's right. The <laughs> only guy that works with your mom. That is true. He is the only guy who works with <laughs> He's really talented. He calls too, us out way. on this, too. He says, what's the deal with real nerds? Will Smith, too flashy for you to give a sci-fi shout-out on your film schedule? Hmm. Don't like Jaden? Overrated? Brad Smith's World War Z is on your schedule? Uh, but not After Earth due out May 31st? Not good, I say. Not good. <laughs> This here is a futuristic 10,000 BC meets a pure, pure pursuit of happiness mashup and should be mentioned. <laughs> Did you think this omission would go and notice? You shall not pass. <laughs> um, that's a great email. Uh, that is. Oh, that's fantastic. I want to meet this guy. Like, <laughs> oh. That is amazing. Um, it's 10,000 BC meets <laughs> pursuit of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so true. Oh, my God. He should replace Ebert. That would be so <laughs> awesome. Um, no, the truth is actually that we're probably still going to go see it next week. It's just that next week is DCC, and so it missed the schedule. Yeah, it's um, tough. Yeah. Uh, we Yeah. Like last year, I don't know how we did a double feature last year. Because we saw, we saw That's My Boy and Rock of Ages. How did we do that last year? I don't, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know I know. we saw Rock of Ages Saturday night after the con closes. Get this. On Saturday night, I'm seeing Daniel Tosh. I totally forgot. Like my, <laughs> really? My cousin bought me tickets. Oh, and my I was, God. I, I was like, oh, fuck. What time does it start at? And luckily, it's at 9 o'clock. Oh, okay, what cool. What does Daniel Tosh have to do with comics, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, this Absolutely is bullshit. Nothing. That's why I forgot. <laughs> well, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll have to see it like Sunday night after they close. Yeah, that's mm. fine. Um, um but yeah, it's really not on the schedule because I wrote that list months ago. And, and we don't want to see After Earth. We were. <laughs> I want to see After Earth. We were still unclear on what we were, we were going to see. So the other one is not uh, Now You See Me. Yeah. Oh, is that next week too? Yeah. yeah. Can I be honest? I am so tired of that trailer. Yeah. There's a new one I saw today. I, 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 we saw the same one that I've seen for the past like four really? months. The, I saw a totally new one today. Like they jump I, off the building, they all turn into money and everything. Yeah, we, yeah, I've no, seen that one for months. Yeah, is that the one for months? I haven't yeah. seen it. What the fuck have I been? I don't know. I see movies with you guys every <laughs> playing week. songs on your guitar. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That I was, was playing songs on my guitar. <laughs> oh, that thing, that thing you do. You do? <laughs> Anybody? Mm, no. Right. Yeah, yeah. Me no, and James. We, oh, yeah. we talked James. about it on the show. We're good. Um. Also at Denver Comic Con, you guys will. 
fans will be seeing a lot of us. I just got an email from I won't say who, and I won't say what I'm doing, but it'll be a lot. Yeah, um, he's going. We're going to be doing a lot. Yes, I I took the opportunity when I got this email for lots and lots of things to do. So yeah. um, you'll be seeing a lot of the real nerds. So we'll be bouncing some around quite really a bit. big places panels. Um, oh. So uh, so if you're at Denver Comic Con, make sure you stop by our booth. Um, because uh, you can sit down and talk to us, yeah. and you can also you also see us around um, the panel room floor, which, which may mean like if you want to be on the show, if you've got a, if you are somebody in Denver and you've got something you want to promote and you don't ever want to write in and just tell us about it, but you want to be on the show that week, come Friday for sure, because that will be the day we will be the most free, most yes. likely, most likely. Um, but I do have uh, some people have already emailed us about scheduling interviews. So, Ooh, uh, uh, that's true. We also yeah, so we got um, a few. So make sure you stop by though. We'll always be there. So you'll yeah. always be able to stop by. One of us will be Somebody there. Somebody will be there. Someone will always be there. Um, so yeah, that was that was. Uh, oh no, I have one more on here. Have two more. I have two more. Um, Tom's Facebook message and uh, Tumblr. Yes, we still use the Tumblr. Yes. So if you can't, if you look onto Tumblr, all our stuff is still there. Um, well, all the all the episodes. Uh, I love when. Um, Tumblr reblogs our stuff because that means people liked it so much they're gonna reblog it. Aww. Um Geektopia, they love the podcast with Paul M. Salmon. Um and he, it says he's a regular at the R E H days at Cross Plains, Texas and a good man. I agree. Dude. Somebody is, listened to that episode. That's no, awesome. That, no, that's a that is a great it, episode. No, it you is. You really should listen to it. I'm not just saying that because I'm like, oh, look how great I do an interview. No. Uh, no, because it says, hey, man, what was Return of the Living Dead like? And then he talks for like 40 minutes. Yeah. No, no, I was thinking an hour about, and 20, I think. I was yeah. thinking about it the other day. Like that. I'm so excited to go back to Telluride just because I hope he's there so we can get like two more stories. By the end of the episode, he starts like yeah, saying these things. And I'm like, Paul, why haven't you been telling that story the whole time? I know, because <laughs> you know what I want to say to him? Because, you know, I uh, became... I was always a Scott Derrickson fan, who's actually a Colorado filmmaker, who made Sinister and uh, Exorcism, oh, Emily Rose. Sinister. I know, it's great, isn't it? And so I was watching his Day the Earth Stood Still, and I'm watching it, and Paul Salmon shows up on it, talking <laughs> about the old one. I'm like, dude, you are so awesome. Is, yeah. it, is, it, is it really, like, is it worth watching that Day the Earth Stood Still? I don't remake? think it's that bad. I, I think it loses its momentum a little bit, but. Because I'm not a big fan of the original to begin with. Like I know it's like sacred cow classic, but yeah. like it's. It, I mean, to me, it just doesn't do much. But like it, I've always been curious to see what Keanu does. It's a uh, actually. I think he's really good in it. I, I think it's absolutely worth watching. That's the first it's time not, I've ever heard a good Keanu Reeves review. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, awesome I really love guy. Hardball. Um, they. Uh, <laughs> I really do. I really do. I think. I, I think Diane Lane. Really hey man, little, little G man, little yeah, G did die. Baby G. Yeah, baby G did not have to die. <laughs> um, it's a sick world. I, I think it's worth checking out. It's not going to be your favorite uh, um, sci-fi movie ever mm. or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, hey, it's got Jennifer Connelly in it. How can oh, you pass it up? The like, hot spot. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, dude, I hate my iPhone for like finding messages. Yeah, I, I hate your iPhone too. Freaking um, <laughs> what are we Facebook. Uh, can you look up uh, Tom Sullivan? Left us a message. Yeah, I can. Actually, it's right here. Uh, cool. Just finished episode one oh one. What a commitment to listen to the whole show uh, for us fifty plus crowd. Which oh Tom, you're not that old. <laughs> uh, may I suggest a podcast light sound bites and a recaps etc um, keep up the great work and look forward to the next show thank you so much Tom um, and it's true it's been something especially over the last like month or two yeah, two months as we've had every like, we, like every episode we've had guests on there so the episodes have gotten pretty long um, and we know that um, and I would love for it to be shorter 
but at the same time, we don't have we all have full time jobs, and, yeah, we, and we can't ask too, Brad to rec- yeah, like yeah, I, like cut it down and be like, hey, just take out the good parts. Yeah, and you know? I think it's all gold. So I don't know you're talking about James. <laughs> um, no, but mean, yeah, you know, uh, to Tom's point, yeah, I mean, I always want to, you know, you always want to make it shorter, but for some reason, you sit down, you start talking, and you forget. Um, but I've been starting to go and listen to podcasts from other people that are going to be at DCC, and theirs are longer than ours. So and uh, like, so comic, we must be comic fine. Geek, book you, geek speak. Got, yeah, they put out like one every day. Oh yeah, yeah. it's and crazy. Of, you know, the, here's the thing. It's also that. Um, Different people listen to podcasts in different ways. I know that there's a podcast I listen to every week that they also get notes about, like, oh, your podcast is too long. They do, like, three, three and a half hours every week. If they ever shortened it, I would be pissed. Like, (laughs) I listen to all three hours every week because I love it. Um, So it's just that people listen in different ways. Some people are going to listen to an everyday podcast. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to listen to a podcast like ours and and skip, you know, skip through the news section and just listen to the review because they don't care about movie news. They just care about the review. And that's fine. I don't, you know, I don't care. But Um, yeah, to your point, Tom, we we are definitely aware of it. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah. uh, We're sorry. It's a a constant struggle. Yeah. Um, Listen, if Kevin Smith can do a three hour podcast, there's no reason you guys can't do it. Yeah, but he's high the whole time. So it's... (laughs) I know it's, I hate I hate his commercials. He doesn't do them anymore. But he'd have those commercials that'd be ten minutes long because he's so high. Oh, yeah. like do 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 yeah. do do. Oh, it's the bird of sale. And I love I, Kevin I love, Smith, but I, like I, I'm a, I'm an unabashed fan, so I enjoy those commercials. Mm-hmm. But if he can do a three hour one, like you guys, like I've honestly listened. Like you guys usually keep it at a good ninety minute pace. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah, that's well, that's sort of that. the way we've landed. Yeah. Other than the episodes with people on it. These fucking interlopers who show up like you. Yeah. Yes. I'm just scrounging for food, guys. Think, I'm hungry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I think that's the first time I swore tonight just because we're in my parents' house. Yeah. I know. I don't care. Your mom already thinks I'm crass. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah. right. The image is already ruined. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was, you know, new, uh, film fan mail. God, where am I at right now? I don't yeah, know. that You're was fan mail. So... <laughs> So, yeah, if you have anything else, you can call us, 720-6Nerds5, tweet us, at real underscore nerds, leave a message on Facebook like Tom. Thanks, Tom. And you can also email us directly, realnerds at gmail.com. So, yeah, thanks. Now it's our part of the show where we talk about crap we've watched or good things we've watched. Who knows this week? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Zach, did you watch anything fun this week? I actually watched... um, Every movie ever? (laughs) Yes, every movie ever. Um... I got on a Coen Brothers kick, and mm-hmm. I watched The Hudsucker Proxy again for the first time in four years, and nice. that is a, such a beautiful movie. Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh! Uh, there's a there's this. I love the moment when uh, it's right at the very end. Spoiler, but he uh, there he's he's jumping off of the building, and then suddenly the clock stops, and he just goes, "Strictly speaking, I ain't allowed to do this." <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just I thought that was like one of the best parts of like breaking the fourth wall when it came to the Coen Brothers. Um, and then I saw The Great Gatsby. Um, I agree with you guys. It's uh, Leo and Toby are great in it. And even Carrie's good in it. And like every, the actors are all fine. I'm just not a fan of Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. And, yeah. It just, and, I, and I tried to like it. I really did. Like yeah. I really tried to sit down and go, this will be fun. Stop being a little bitch about it. You'll be fine. And I just couldn't get into it. No, um, I felt the same way watching it. Because, you know, the performances are good, but... 
uh, the way he made the movie was so distracting. You know, when you meet uh, Carrie Mulligan's character for the first time and it's all slow-mo and the drapes are blowing in, you're like, oh my God. This yeah. is like, it's, it, and I, I don't know if they were trying to go for this like cheesy style intentionally or if he's just like, that's just his idea of elegance, but it just felt like to me like everything that he was doing visually distracted me from yeah. what the real core of that film is and that it's those characters. Like mm-hmm. the reason I read that book over and over again after high school was because those characters are so compelling and like, and because it is a, is a film about the excess of the jazz age and how you don't get what you want and how how life is cruel and unfair. And, but I think it, they turned it into some kind of Romeo and Juliet kind of love story kind of vibe. And I wasn't, I wasn't truly behind it. And then the only other thing I saw this week was Star Trek and darkness three times. And (laughs) I, I like the homages. I don't think the homages are bad. I don't think so either. But no. there, but I agree with Brad that there are moments when they seem a little forced in. The only one that I felt was truly forced in was the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Really? When he's in the middle of the uh, uh, volcano, I'm just like, just it just seemed like they were pushing that in there because it's like it's either you don't even see him speaking. It's just like an eighty yard kind. Of, it looks like an eighty yard line. Oh. But like even, but even then I wasn't like, it's, I was telling him at the end of the day, I wasn't like raising my head up in the air going like, it's a fun movie. And it might be my second favorite Star Trek movie of all time behind Khan. Nice. Like yeah. the third being first contact. Like the, the, those are, that is a rebooted franchise that works. And mm. I, my friend who is a big Star Wars fan walked out of that movie going, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I really wish that he wouldn't do Star Wars and he would do a third Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And that was a big deal coming from this guy because he is a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. But it gives me hope for what Star Wars 7 is going to be. And who knows? Oh, he yeah. still do another Star Trek movie. Yeah. I hope and so. even, you know, Klingon War. Um, <laughs> he's always been really good about it because it's not like he's going to not produce the next one. Um, and, of course, he always directs, especially his his real baby television shows like Lost, he always directed the first episode. And he has set the tone in that same way for these for this series. So whoever comes on next, you're gonna get some lens flares and you're gonna get some of those that the same aesthetics and some of the same visual style. Um not to say that somebody who comes on should should harp, you know, or, or take on his style, but I'm just saying like um, somebody else could do a movie, and it would be it would be good. As long as it's um, not Baz Luhrmann, I'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Baz Luhrmann, the, Star the, Trek. The Vulcan dance. Yeah. Do you remember dun. the servants in Great Gatsby are all, like, choreographed? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. movie's horrible. Yeah. Oh, if man. it wasn't for Old Sport, I wouldn't. Like, I was just yeah. reminded of that. Oh, oh he, he says Old Sport so well. Yeah. Uh, Man, that book is good. And I did like his delivery of uh, "You're better than the whole bunch put together." Like mm-hmm. that was a he delivered that line perfectly. No, I thought was, he was a great. Uh, Leo character. was a Leo was a great actor. And as I as I said, I think that script is actually surprisingly decent as an adaptation, if only because they found a way for for somebody to read the last paragraph <laughs> of the book, um, mm. which is all I wanted. Like going in, I was just like. I just want to hear the last page of that book. And if only after, if only after that, we didn't see him like writing the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if not for all uh, of that, that was bullshit weird too. Like, why? why? It's, it's, you're not. That's it's not Gerald. in the book. Stop yeah. it. I, 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 know, like, I don't get it. There it's is a nowhere. Life of Pi kind of thing. Like, oh. like I saw Life of Pi finally, and I like a couple weeks ago, and like they do that same thing too. Which is like, which did you prefer, the book yeah. or the, the the tiger or the real story? The one with the tiger. 
good. Yeah. <laughs> like just like that kind of like we're trying to make it relatable to the yeah. real audience. And and you're like, oh, why is Life of Pi so popular? This movie sucks. Yeah, ninety yeah, percent of that movie is is not very good. Yes, yeah, that Lincoln, actually the Lincoln thing was robbed. Lincoln oh was my robbed. God, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> but that's anyway, man. Yeah, that's all I saw. Oh, oh wait, and I did watch. Uh, um, I finally sat down and watched um, Justified. <laughs> Do Which I've seen that in there. I love that show, and I'm a, I'm a fan of Ola Fantastic. He's oh, awesome. How far did you get? Did you? Watch I the... watched the first couple of episodes. Um, mm. I've been busy with uh, editing and stuff, but oh, yeah, I sat yeah. down and watched the first couple of episodes um, when I was uh, about to go to sleep. And it's very entertaining. Timothy Oliphant is fantastic. It's I funnier than I thought it would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very tongue in cheek. My dad has been trying to get me into it for a long time. He's like, "You should see this. You would love to have this." <laughs> is is yeah. your father James? Because <laughs> James yeah. said, "You, Ryan, especially, would love the hell out of this." Is what he says to me. Yeah. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I said it. James, there's somebody I'd like you to meet. Your real father. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just me. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> he takes off the beard. Yeah. yeah, it's actually it's it's alternate universe uh, James, just like from Star Trek. Only he doesn't have a beard nice yeah. oh because ryan you don't know you probably don't know what uh what dan was talking about nope. do you mirror, oh mirror so universe. in the yeah in the original uh series there was this mirror mirror universe mm-hmm. where there was a there was a different star trek universe where spock had a goatee. oh that's right i know the huge joke about it yeah, 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 the yeah. South Park episode. And that's yeah. how you knew that he was evil that's yes. why they do it in community because that's right evil, evil people Hobbit. evil people wear goatees that's right <laughs> oh god i love it. have you seen the finale of community i did yeah that's Ooh, good yeah <laughs> Yeah, you haven't I, seen it. Get ready. <laughs> I might have been. I I both love and and hate the last season. Yeah, it's like, it's it's tricky. It's a yeah. tricky season to love. Yeah. But I I I like Darkest Timeline, and that break yeah. comes up prevalently. Yeah. So I, I think my favorite moment in that episode is when he says something about like we found a way to make it a a, a paintball episode, <laughs> and he's just totally breaking the fourth wall and saying like, see, see, every 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 conclusion. They brought back the cape six seasons, <laughs> and it's wonderful to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, man. but not now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's all I saw. Cool. Very cool. Uh, speaking of the Cohen brothers, I found a movie written by them, their first movie, um, and Sam Raimi's second movie that was released on Blu-ray. And it's a What's movie I have. Crime Wave. Uh, Crime Wave. I have never seen before. Um, and th- and it's literally uh, the Cohen brothers were Macy accountants, and they helped Sam Raimi on Evil Dead as just assistants. And he's and Sam Raimi said, "Hey, you guys uh, should you know write a movie with me." And they came up with Crime Wave. You are blowing my mind right now. And um, and I I didn't know anything about this movie. I knew I knew it was a film noir, um, but what they don't tell you when you're reading it, it's a slapstick comedy, mixed with film noir, mixed what? with Three Stooges, um, and the movie is actually super funny. But uh, I was listening because there's a Bruce Campbell commentary on it. And he's is he talk- in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, man. And uh, it's so funny because he was originally supposed to be the lead in the movie. Um, but the studio that they released it for, they says, well, who's Bruce Campbell? You need a you need a known what actor. dicks? Right? And so uh, Sam Raimi was so pissed off that he brought Ethan and Joel Conan, and they made the role of Ronaldo the Hill, the bad guy in it, yeah. bigger, who is Bruce Campbell. Um, and, oh, my gosh, there's some parts in this movie I could not stop laughing it's it's really uneven because Sam Raimi also didn't have final edit on it, oh. um, so he actually disowned the movie. He, wow! Because they uh, and there's a great interview and the commentary by Bruce is so good because 
he doesn't care. He talks about it. He says, we had an idea for a movie. They told us we couldn't do it. They wanted us to rewrite it. They had final say in the edits, and we didn't know like people had to clock in and out in overtime. He says, man, when I was on Evil Dead, it took 12 hours to do one shot because Sam Raimi likes to do crazy shots. Uh, we didn't care. You know, it's all our friends hanging out, and these, you know, all these unions and all this stuff would not let him do it. And so towards the end, he just got fed up, and they, uh, he really didn't have final cut. He had to finagle some of like the cuts in it, and it's it's a great commentary track. Um, and you should pick up the Blu-ray. You can get it for like fifteen bucks, and it was literally released on Tuesday. Um, but the story is is it's these hitmen are um, exterminators, and they are going to kill uh, this one guy, and the other guy is framed for it. So the one guy is breaking the fourth wall, telling you the story of how he got put in the electric chair, mm-hmm. and uh, it's so silly. Um, the one bad guy, the, the the fat guy there, he talks like this. And uh, the other guy, he's like, oh, what are you talking about, boys? And it's, and, uh, it's slapsticky. It's, slapsticky. it's a slapsticky and, movie. Uh, man, Bruce Campbell has some of the best lines he's ever delivered in a movie. He's uh, Obviously, he's Renato the Hill, so he's always, uh, he's always like, hey, uh, how's it going? And he's so <laughs> over the top. And there's this part where this lady sits down and she talks to him. And uh, he says, hey, I've never seen you in this bar before for me that's an open conversation and, uh, <laughs> and then she says "Ooh, you're cute he's like Ugh, my favorite subject me and it's, it's so lame and uh, then they uh the lead guy i don't even remember his name he's not that good in it but he comes up and he confronts bruce campbell because he's be, you know treating women like shit and uh, he tries to punch bruce and bruce dodges him and he punches him and then the cut is like this huge dummy flying all the way across the room <laughs> and crashes through a table it's <laughs> wow yeah it's it's bizarre but there's so many moments that work in it and so many that don't there's some great shots where um this lady is throwing plates at the big exterminator and the camera is following the following the plates as they hit him and it's just super cool and you can see sam raimi's influence throughout the whole thing because he loves the three stooges there's a part where real part in it the guy hits his the back wall and there's a shelf with three bowling balls on it and they literally fall off and hit him in the head um and then he gets so mad that he p- starts pulling the carpet to get this girl. He's pulling the whole room across. And mm-hmm. you have to see this movie. It is so zany. And it's so hard to describe that. He- I, I think you're, 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 it's not hard to describe because you're doing a perfect job oh, right thanks. now. Yeah, but, no, no, uh, it's that you're right. It is like, it is literally like, it's kind of like Evil Dead, but not in a horror sense. Yeah. Like it, it has that same inflection, that same tone. And I did. I forgot the Coen Brothers had written it because they've done a couple films like that. Like they remade Gambit recently, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. and they wrote that. But like Crime Wave is a film that I want to see what the real cut looks like. Yeah, totally. And you know what's funny is you said you watched Hudsucker Proxy. The name of the prison he's at is the Hudsucker Prison. Mm. Um, so it's it's kind of funny, and you watch Weird. it, and uh, there's uh, there's a part where at the end where they're fighting on top of a car and it's so zany and the guy has an, like a he electrocutes people and he he just turns the dial it goes rats man and then super kill <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what what's happening and it's just so bizarre but it's so funny because you can see sam raimi throughout the whole thing and i actually really enjoyed the movie um, i i i, I it's it's a film like I think like if I watched that film again, I'd probably want to like sit down and watch like every like Raimi film mm-hmm. like right before Evil Dead Two, like Crime Wave and Dark Man and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because like that that is Raimi. I think at his best when he's like yeah. still learning and figuring out his style. Like because you see some of the oh, yeah. funniest things in cinematic history. For oh me. my gosh! And you know that's what why he's my favorite director is because he never takes himself 
too seriously. Even in stuff like uh, A Simple Plan, he has some goofy moments in that. And oh, yeah. uh, it's that's a great movie. But uh, I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. And you have to watch list, watch it and listen to Bruce Campbell do the commentary because, you know, it's it's almost 30 years later. He doesn't care. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's Sam Max. He doesn't care. He does what he wants. He's That's Bruce Campbell. Fascinating. I did not know that that existed, and yet mm-hmm. somehow, as you described that, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Especially considering that their first, their first like m- movie together was mm-hmm. Blood Simple, which is the other end of yeah. their spectrum. You know, because they either do, um, they they tend to swing between the very serious drama and then this sort of slapsticky kind of comedy stuff, yeah, like, like the Lady Killers. Um, and stuff, yeah, really. exactly. Oh, that is so. I did watch that Tulsa this week. Yeah. That movie does hold up. Good. It, is, it is good. I don't know why people hate that movie. They hated it then. They, I hear people hate it now. I love that movie. True story. I went so to uh, Stars Film Festival two years ago, and I met J.K. Simmons. Ooh, and oh, the man. first thing that I told him was, I think you are awesome in The Lady Killers. Yeah. And he said, thank you. Nobody ever tells me that. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my favorite joke in the, this whole movie, um, and it, it's, uh, it's spoilers kind of, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's about to be put in the electric chair, and... Um, <laughs> And nuns come in to save him, a bunch of nuns in a car, and uh, and then the <laughs> the governor comes in, and he's like, oh, the governor's here, he's going to re- reprieve him, and he grabs a chair, he's like, no, I just want to watch him fry. <laughs> and, uh, so then, and then the newspaper comes up, and it says, hero executed, <laughs> and then it pans down, it's like, almost, <laughs> saved by nuns, it's, it's fucking ridiculous, wow. dude, you have to see it, I can't even do it's like Mel Brooks if he were like super violent. Mm. <laughs> exactly. I, it, that's how I've described it to like like Spencer Kane because he like he likes Bruce Campbell even though he's never seen an Evil Dead movie in his life. Really? What? Yeah, I know. I, wait, you can't get Spencer to watch anything. <laughs> oh man. I don't think so. I don't know. Spencer, do you want to see Evil Dead? <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah. Um, I also saw a movie that I'm going to write a shit show review for, <gasps> and it's called Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. Oh my god. Um, oh, I'm so excited. So it's the most boring movie I have ever watched in my Re- life. What? Yeah. How is that possible? Dude. So one, the acting is horrible. What well, you expect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. Yeah. And, but you know, like Bigfoot's not that wild in it. But he's, it, he's in it a lot, right? No. What? It's like horrible acting that you have to put up with. And then, I mean, the, the funniest part is when uh, these girls are like, oh my God, let's go swimming. And they get naked and then they go in the, the water. But then like Bigfoot's not even in it. He doesn't like he doesn't like rise out of the water majestically, no. completely dry, and then just like hang no. out with the ladies. No, in the, the lake. The is he like Marlon like, Brando, where he's just like, no, 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 I don't, I don't do water. No, the or, girls I, are I, like, I'm just being in, difficult. Come on in, and then it cuts away. Like they don't show him having a wild weekend. Oh, what? That's no. a shame. Yeah. They have oh. such an opportunity, and all the girls that are on the cover aren't in the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're all they they just like they went onto Google and Googled chicks and then photoshopped them onto the cover. See, uh, I waited until it was ninety nine cents at my Blockbuster. <gasps> it's and I waited and waited. And I finally went there. It was ninety nine cents. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get this movie. And it was horrible. And I was so disappointed because one, they said it it's taking place in Hawaii and it's like in woods. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like tons well, of inconsistencies in the script, which I I can. I can understand in a low budget movie, but okay, you're making a Bigfoot movie. Won't you try to have like fun with it? Yeah, these guys are like not having fun. This sounds like the birdemic of Bigfoot movies. Like yeah, the, exactly. the birds are only in there for like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, wait, <laughs> what? The, I've never seen birdemic. The they, birds are there for 20 uh, minutes. Okay, they're it, they're not in there that long, but oh, they're there. No. They're there. It's this is pretty much the same thing. Like I'm not spoiling anything for you with birdemic. I don't care, I no, I don't think <laughs> yeah. you can spoil birdemic. And then there's a part where Bigfoot rapes a chick. 
What, whoa, yeah. whoa, yeah. whoa! Yeah. Yeah. That is Why not the Bigfoot I grew up with. <laughs> Why didn't you start with the raping Bigfoot part? Bigfoot is wild weekend <laughs> yeah. raping yeah. chicks. No, no, but no, it gets no. weirder. So, like, uh, so this guy, uh, one, there's all these hicks around, and they're trying right. to hunt Bigfoot for $25,000 at a tabloid's right. offering. Yeah. And uh, so this one guy has sex with his girlfriend, which they don't show her naked, so what's the point? Um, so he goes out, and he has, like a t- like, a blanket over him, and the hicks think he's Bigfoot, so they shoot him in his butt. And so they're taken away, and they're like trying to give him first aid. And then Book Bigfoot slips into the uh, the tent, and you don't see him like do anything to her. He like sits down and rubs her. She's like, "Oh, why are you so stinky?" And then he like leaves. And then the dude comes back, and he, he wants to have sex with her again after he got shot in the ass. And she's like, "Oh, when did you get so big?" He's like, "Whoop!" And that's the end of the scene. Yeah, like insinuating that, that she's yeah that that Bigfoot has a big dick. And it's like it's boring, and then it's just horrible. And I, I expected it to be wild. I really did. Like, <laughs> if I wrote Bigfoot's Wild Weekend, I would yeah. have the girls be like, "Oh, let's take our tops off," and then Bigfoot yeah. would show up with beer, and then they'd have a party, and he'd get passed out, and he'd like smoke a bong, and he'd go face first through the picnic table, and it'd be, you we- know. It'd be weekend at Bernie's with a bi- with with, yes! uh, with um, Harry the, fr- Harry from the Hendersons. So. Yeah, and then uh, Bigfoot's just misunderstood. That's that's like the whole thing is he's not attacking people he's just misunderstood he's just some hornball he's not misunderstood he's missing from the film yeah it's horrible oh man that sounds bad and wow. you can see when the guy's bigfoot he moves his head around you can see like where the mask like <laughs> well that sounds perfect that's exactly what I wanted that's an indelible touch <laughs> and when you flip it over on the back it says you know the actor and it says I forget his name and he says sci-fi's mega shark like that's that's the guy you want to put a star in your movie is <laughs> so does that mean that next week you're gonna try to get a hold of uh, sex squatch <laughs> the, the legend of bloodstool creek <laughs> yeah totally and, uh, oh my god, that title! Uh, and the last thing I watched was uh, the the last of uh, season one of Game of Thrones. Oh, which which I still like the show. Yeah, I don't think it's out as landish as you think it is. It's not outlandish. It's that they uh, I I think that they they compress way too much story into one season, and so I find very little actual motivation from characters. Things things feel like they happen because they're in the book. Not mm-hmm. because they are like natural extensions of those characters. Uh, Peter Dinklage um, is really good in it. Peter Dinklage has, is amazing. There's a, a he's scene the where he, he says, oh, "I'm a great judge of character," and he's talking to like a whore and his guy who got his freedom, and it's it's pretty good. Sean Bean's really good in it. Of course, he, he dies. Um, if it weren't for Peter Dinklage's um, little speech in the first episode, I probably wouldn't have ever watched as much as I have. When he's when he's talking to Jon Snow and they're talking about mm-hmm. Jon Snow is talking about the fact that he's a bastard and and and. Um, Tyrion says that like oh he understands he's like why you're not a bastard and he's like I'm I'm a midget uh, midgets are always bastards to their father mm-hmm. and you're like oh my god like that line is so good and and so sets a tone for that character um, who continues to be the the gr- the saving grace of that show um, but I gotta yeah. watch this now like, so, I, I haven't seen it yet but I gotta watch this now I, I saw it because James hates it and then we had the not literally girls on and told me I had to watch it. Yeah. Um, so I sat down and I, I enjoy. I love Spartacus. I don't think it's as good as Spartacus, no, but no, no. Um, it's gonna be hard to top that. Yeah, I, I, I think it tops Spartacus. God, Blood and Sand is awesome. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And Spartacus, like Spartacus, knows what it's doing. Well, and, I think and so. It doesn't feel like it's getting in its way, whereas it is because because it's on HBO. I think that also kind of ruins part of the show because Game of Thrones has 
Um, that, the character in the first season who's like the hooker who goes to the big city, mm-hmm. that character is apparently not in the book or certainly not as big of a part. And she's only there so that they can suddenly cut to her naked or her friends naked or them having sex with people. Like that whole plot is added just so mm-hmm. that HBO can, can justify you paying for uh, their the, cable subscription. The, the subscri- one thing I will say that's Spartacus has way over Game of Thrones is I think the characters in Spartacus are way better developed. And they, you understand yeah, their motiv- I would, I would you understand agree. their motivations more. Exactly. And I, I, I think that's true on a scene-to-scene basis. I remember stuff in the first season where, like, um, the blonde... Oh, my God. First of all, I think that the, the whole story about the, the blonde woman whose name I... Um, whatever her name is. Who's, who's Khaleesi. Yeah, Khaleesi. I don't know her real yeah. name. Anyway, <laughs> she, you know, she, she marries this dude, and then he rapes her every day for, you know, a month or two. Um, and that whole story about how she sort of wins him over by choosing to make it fun for her too, I think is highly offensive and really a horrible story. Um, but I remember scenes in that first season where uh, like they'll be riding on horses and they'll just sort of, they'll ride off and something will happen for some reason and people will sort of argue and then they'll ride back and get get back together. And I'm like, why, why did any of that happen? Why did that character go over there? Why did this scene start where like, See, I don't remember it that. It all feels it. very rushed. Yeah, I that bu- it bugged me every episode. Like there were so many scenes where I was like, I don't know why we're here. Or maybe it's because I watched happening. them all in a row. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because um, I was watching them week to week. Um, and I, I, I getting I, mixed vibes here, man. Like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to watch I, it for yourself. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't think it's as bad as James says it is. Um, I, 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 I saw think, the pilot. The pilot's good. I just, I just, I was in the boardwalk at the time. Yeah. So I, you know what I think? I think a big part of it is, and something that you won't notice, is that I wish the show were crafted the way that Lost or Mad Men or something like that is, where they they have so many stories going on at once but they choose one or two mm. or three an episode to yeah. focus on so that every episode you get an arc whereas when you're watching it week to week it feels like they're they they touch every story every episode or for the most part yeah, i agree and so it you end up just sort of feeling like this this doesn't i don't get anywhere yeah my episode. only yeah my only criticism about the show really is sometimes you want you're right. You want their uh, scenes to be longer. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's scenes with uh, um, Ned Stark where he's in like the dungeon and he's like talking about you know trying to save his daughter right before he dies. Yeah. Yeah. And then it oh just, my god, then it's it just, obnoxious. Then it just ends. And yeah. Like, and then he dies. Yeah. And like and the way that scene is written, it's sort of like you know they're giving you this little bit of hope that like oh oh now there's going to be this intrigue about whether or not he can try to get himself out of jail and then he just dies and you're like then what was the point of that yeah. scene? You know. But see, I, I will disagree with you that because. Um, he, when he went up to, uh, before he died, he had that whole spiel about how I'm a proud man and I, you know, it's more important to me, my honor than anything else. But when he went up there, he realized that he'd had, he had to lie to protect his daughters Mm -hmm. and that's why he did it. And, um, that he was killed anyways was, I think it was actually a pretty uh, powerful moment in the, in the show. I mean, I already knew he died because, uh, entertainment weekly had this like spoiler alert thing and they like blocked out his head. But like, like you know what his costume was? You're like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It's fucking Sean Bean. Yeah, and uh, and it's Sean Bean, so you know he's gonna yeah, die. and you know he's gonna die. Yeah. Um, but I also think, like, I think that little king is really good in it. That Joffrey, I think he's a little prick. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever. He's horrible. If I can ever find season two to rent, I'll get it. Yeah. yeah. That's what I watched this week. It gets better. I, I'll say that. So if you like it now, you'll like it later. Uh, the first season, I think, is the worst thing about that show. And yeah, there's um, some naked chick with dragons on her. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right, I'm back in. <laughs> James, what'd you watch? 
I really didn't watch pretty much anything at all. I'm still watching Dick Van Dyke um, and caught nice. up on a lot of stuff. I was behind on a lot of my shows. I was behind on Hannibal. I was behind on Bates Motel. Wa- oh, did watch the finale of Bates Motel, Great. which is really good. Um, Bates Motel is my, my favorite show right now. Yeah. Oh, it was just out of any show? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I can see Because all my it. shows have ended. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, now Bates Motel has too. Um, but yeah, I think that finale was was fantastic. Let's come back for second season. The so. way, yeah, yeah. Um, but the I, way that they they uh, they they balance who is who is sane and who is not in yeah, that show awesome. is really chilling. And maybe maybe the fa- my favorite thing about every episode is at the beginning when Carlton Cuse's voice comes on and says, "Previously on Bates Motel," and I'm like, "On Lost? Previously on Lost?" <laughs> <laughs> You and, came back, <laughs> and uh, Norma Bates, man, I have like I, I can oh, I have a hard for, for her. <sighs> whoa, whoa, whoa! That that was my that was my almost my first problem with that show was I didn't like the way they were like making me feel sympathy for Norma because I've almost like every time I've like ever watched something in the psychopathology, I've never had any sympathy for her. You know, honestly, oh. I don't have sympathy for her in the show, but that's I, why I kept watching the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she is uh, the way it's played, and I think she should definitely win an Emmy for it. Is she plays it as like she's damaged, but she really isn't, and she is yeah. abusive and manipulative. manipulative. And I love the show; I yeah. really do. It goes it goes back and forth because sometimes I do feel a little bit sorry for, her, and then I'm like, well, but you're also a crazy you pants. Know, and I, uh, how Freddie Highmore plays Norman, I think, is so good brilliant. because I, I do feel he's, bad for him. Mm, he's because brilliant. he's so confused and he doesn't know, and uh, his girlfriend and and when he goes into that like weird fugue state yeah oh man it's both chilling and and yet you like you are afraid for him and for everyone around him it's very hitchcock-esque yeah. i love it it's yeah. it, that show took a long time for me to get into but it is so worth it yeah. it is i love that show anyways what else james <laughs> i haven't uh, seen and, hannibal then and yeah That's you should check out hannibal i mm. That show's gonna get canceled because it's too awesome. And if it does, I'm gonna just I'm gonna burn down all of network television. Like I said, they're, they're gonna they're gonna some other uh, network. Yeah, will pick it yeah, up. they'll they'll pick it up somewhere. But you know, with how many complaints they're getting now for actually having ballsy television on network television, yeah, um, something NBC needs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, man, there was a guy this week. And and I don't want to always sell this show by how crazy and outlandish the murders are because that's not why I like it. I do actually like the characters. Um, but this there was a guy this week who was killing people and he was ripping open their necks and he was he was a musician. He was um, like coding their their vocal cords and then playing them like an instrument because then he he like stabbed the neck of an instrument into their in into their neck and they showed it on TV. Like I, I I I I'm looking up while I'm doing work, and I look up, and all of a sudden there's this guy with this the top of an instrument sticking out of his neck, and his head bent back, and I was like, this is disturbing as fuck. Like, oh man, um, yeah, and it it it's partially important because that sells so much of how messed up Will is inside of his brain, um, because he doesn't kill people, but he sees the killings, um. Man, that show is great. And then lots of Dick Van Dyke. That show yeah. continues to be so, awesome. So have you seen the three uh, Ottoman openings? No. No? Or make sure you watch all the Ottoman openings. Hmm. Because there's one where he trips, there's one where he does something else, well, and there's one where he does another he's thing. He's still on the first season, so it's no, just on the, the photos. One. Well, I just, well, but I mean, oh, like that's right, 32. you are. Yeah. You are. Um, oh. Yeah. You're still on doom, 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 Hmm. Did you watch? And that? he has he's there. There have started being like little cold openings at the beginning, mm-hmm. but it took a while before they started getting there. Um, 
But yeah, and, and you know, I every now and then I'm probably missing an episode if I fall asleep during it or something like that. So I probably will, you know. But I I have a feeling this will be a show that I go back and rewatch no, a few yeah. times. I, I watch life. it all the time. Good. So I got um, it on Blu-ray. It's so amazing. Is the master look good on? Oh it? my like, gosh! Because oh, uh, I, I I had the DVDs and they'd still have the pops and like the the crackles and you could see the film scratch not on there anymore. It's funny because none of that I, I haven't seen any of that on, on really the, on the Netflix version. Yeah, so it's I, surprisingly well cleaned up. Yeah, like because usually those old TV shows aren't on Netflix. So. Right. Yeah, and the Westling looks terrible on there right now. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, Brad. You didn't get caught up on the Office finale. Oh, I did watch the Office finale. Yes, that's right. That was one of the other things I caught up on, and it was good. Um, yeah, that the yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. It was it was good. Um, it, it it still did not pull my heartstrings as much as Pam watching the plane fly away, but um, I enjoyed it. I I love that they brought back that letter uh, in those last couple episodes. The 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 letter that he put in the teapot. You know that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That that little touch as far as bringing the whole show back together, um, yeah. I don't know. Mm. It was good. Yeah. Creed and yes, you you <laughs> left me the Creed surprise. Creed is fucking amazing. <laughs> oh my god, that whole oh man, yeah, ah <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Brad, what'd you that watch? Me. Um. So last week I watched um, Universal Universal Soldier: Dave Reckoning. Right. And then Netflix said, "Hey." Would you also like to watch Hard Target? Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. And you said, "Yes, I would." Yeah, I said, yeah okay. I'll, I, I, it's like one of the Jean Claude Van Damme movies I haven't seen, so yeah, I'll give it a shot. Um, it's a movie that was produced by Sam Raimi and Rob Tabbert. Yeah, um, and it's ridiculous. It is. Um, it's directed by or directed by John Woo. Um, Jean Claude Van Damme plays a character named Chance uh, Boudreaux, and he's just a wandering like. Trying to find a job, uh, guy in New target. Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's about a uh, Lance Hendr- Hendrickson runs like a racket of got like trying to get wealthy people to hunt homeless people in <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> so right. I haven't seen this movie in years. <laughs> me, me either. It, it's the one where it's like shattered glass on the front, right? Or it's like, oh, the, the iTunes uh, art or the Netflix arts. Yes, different. it's it's, oh, it's, it? it's the like reflection of yeah. JCVD in a. I think it's a knife tip. Oh, it's a knife yeah. tip. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I thought it was glass. Oh man, what a horrible cover. Yeah. So anyway, Lance Henderson's running this you know crazy like kill the homeless gang for you know <laughs> pay, pay me hundreds of thousand dollars and I'll set you up with like killing a homeless guy in New Orleans and then uh, um they you know kill this one guy and his daughter. She lives in Michigan, finds, like, he disappears, so she tries to track down, like, what happened to my dad? She goes to New Orleans, um, you know, runs into Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's just kind of floating between, you know, she offers to pay him to go, because, like, within a few minutes of showing up in New Orleans, she gets, like, uh, assaulted by a a New Orleans gang, and, you know, (laughs) Jean-Claude steps in, he's like, you know, you really should... uh, you know, pal around New Orleans with someone who knows what the town's like. So she's like, fine, I'll pay you $200 to show me around. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no. And then he goes to a, like um, a construction yard or something to like wait to be selected for a job. And he gets selected and then it's like, oop, technicality, you can't, you know, I forget what the technicality was, but like you can't do it. So he's like, oh, I got to go find that chick and get that 200 bucks then. <laughs> so she's already taken off and then, uh, he stops her like on the highway and uh, gets the job. It's it's just like this weird like extra 
plot thing. That's like, <laughs> why are we wasting time with this? JCBD like, is hard up for cash. And, like you're writing the script, like, yeah, this is a waste of time. Just like accept the money, right? <laughs> and let's move on with the movie. Um, yeah. So from then on, it's like kind of like a little t- detective thing. Like, why? I think it's a bad movie though. It's all right. It's it's just cheesy. Like there's the cliche doves thing in it, and then like the finale is a shootout and like a in the middle of New Orleans swamp. There's just a prop warehouse. And they just have a huge gunfight in there, and Wilford Brimley is uh, shows up as Chance oh, right. Boudreaux's, in that movie. <laughs> like like his Alfred, I guess. <laughs> uh, and he has a terrible New Orleans like French or accent, <laughs> like like Wilford Brimley's like really trying to do it, but he just can't. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so silly. Um, we shouldn't be too hard on it though, because it was written by a guy named Chuck Farrer, who went on to get, gather some fame for writing Barbed Wire. <laughs> Nice. So there's some pretty cool stunts in it, like uh, they're getting chased down on the highway, and um, Jean Claude Van Damme's riding a motorcycle, and he's got the girl on the back of it, and uh, they eventually get to like an end of the road where they can't go any further. So he turns around, dumps her, starts driving <laughs> the bike towards the Jeep Cherokee that's been chasing them, and then like he shoots at the window. Obviously, he's impervious to bullets because they all miss. Right. Um, and so he launches himself off. This is all, like, no wires, you know? It's it's actually pretty amazing. He launches himself off the bike, flies over the car, and, like, you know, shoots at it while he's flying, and then rolls off the back. And it's a big wide shot, so you just see this stuntman, like, leap over this car and then hit the ground and roll. Wow. Uh, so that's pretty impressive. But, yeah, story-wise and Except characters, it was ridiculous. The stuntman died. You yeah. know what Jean-Claude Van Damme movie I always loved was Death Warrant. I hadn't seen that one. Mm. Oh, you should check it out. He plays his twin brother is murdered. Or, no... What? No, no, the Sandman is this killer that kills his partner, and he's in prison, so uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme purposely breaks the law, so he's thrown in the same prison, so he can have an epic like martial <laughs> arts fight with him. I loved it. No, re- it's like, it's like no. prison break, but better. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's reverse prison break. It's breaking into prison. No retreat, no surrender, starring JCVD. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of JCVD itself, just that JCVD movie. Yeah. I've, still never, just, I've still never seen it. It's oh, the way it the way they push the the way they the way he plays himself essentially yeah. is just it's brilliant. It's oh. like watching like it, it, I would want to see a version of that with Stallone or Schwarzenegger. Like <laughs> no, I just want to see it with Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is not the Tuma. <laughs> uh, so after I was done with that, it. Netflix asked, "Hey, you watched uh, you Target? <laughs> Would you like to watch Sudden Death?" Nice. <laughs> and you said, "And I said, I did see that a while ago. Let me refresh my memory on whether it was good or not." <laughs> and You've fallen into a horrible hole here. It's as retarded as a uh, uh, hard target. <laughs> sudden um, hole. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally just typed in sudden hole. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so in this one, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays a firefighter, and within the first couple minutes, he is on the job trying to rescue a girl from a little girl from a burning house, and um, he's trapped somewhere in the house, uh, calling out for the other firefighters to come get him and the little girl, and then just before they get to him, the uh, surroundings around like collapse on them. And magically, he is okay, but the little girl he had cradles in his arms is just dead. (laughs) (laughs) He crushed her to death. He must have crushed her to death. With her love, with his love. And that paralyzes him emotionally, so he quits the force. And then I don't know if he was divorced prior to that or not, but it seems like he wasn't because 
his downward spiral probably fractured his family. So he takes a job as a maintenance guy at a at the um Pittsburgh That's right. It's hockey like rink. A, yeah, it's a yeah. hockey one, yeah. For the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, but his his kids don't know that. They think he's you know an officer uh, of security <laughs> oh, there, because he's uh, that'd be so beneath anybody to be a security guard. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he shows up on like one of the days where he's not supposed to have the kids, and his you know his ex wife's like, "What are you doing here?" And it's like, "But it's my son's birthday. I just I just wanted to you know I got these tickets to the hockey game, and uh, you know it's only tonight, so I, I can't really do it tomorrow when I'm supposed to see him. So do you mind if I take him?" And her new husband is like totally like friendly with Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's like, yeah, sure. Take the kid. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, let's, let's, hang, let's hang out later. Let's be buds. It's, it's kind of bizarre. Um, yeah. So they take the kids to the hockey game. Um, uh, but he, and he leaves them in the uh, audience. And then, because uh, he has to go take care of some other things, like change light bulbs and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and meanwhile, Powers Booth. <laughs> yeah. No. The, oh, the, uh, booth. the vice president is visiting this one Pittsburgh Penguins hockey game. And Powers Booth shows up to take the vice president hostage. <laughs> <laughs> Kills most of his staff right away. <laughs> it's called sudden death? <laughs> yeah. Because, oh, because, because part of Power Booth's, Powers Booth's plan is to transfer the money between each period. If the money isn't in his account before the first period, the second period, and finally by the third period ends, the vice president will die. And he will blow <laughs> up and he will blow up the hockey rink. Wow. wow. So <laughs> And then there will be no more hockey. Since the government is dragging their feet about it, Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> has to race around the arena, disarming all the bombs because you know he knows no, how to I do that. I'm gonna watch this fucking movie now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Does this explain a lot of the lockouts that we've had in hockey? <laughs> <laughs> That's why hockey's something that Van Damme can't hunt. Uh, and <laughs> the coup de gras is when uh, Powers Booth is escaping in a helicopter above the arena. And then Wait, uh, why is Powers Booth in the arena if he's gonna blow the arena up? Because he thinks Sorry. he's going to get out at some point. <laughs> he, he, he has an escape plan, James. Yeah. Jeez. Sorry. Uh, poking, poking holes in the movie I haven't even Jean-Claude seen. Uh, Van Damme takes down the helicopter, and the top of the arena is open. So the helicopter is falling through the opening in the arena. Yeah. And at one point, uh, Jean-Claude, he kidnaps Jean-Claude Van Damme's daughter, and so they're up in the rafters, whatever, fighting. And uh, his daughter gets, gets up there, and she gets left on one of the catwalks and then in this tiny little space this huge helicopter you know is like green screen in front of like falling in front of her and she's watching it pass it's just this you know f- profile shot of this powers booth like looking out the helicopter window as it's falling like, <laughs> you know and then crashes on the ice and it was uh, it's just so like those blades are not that far from her she would be like cut up and like it should just be rattling between the roof as it's, but no, it's just like s- calmly, like slowly falling as it's descending, and then finally explodes on the ice. And I was like, "Wow, they did not think that one through." Dude, Does... I am so gonna go to Tradesmart and get Death Warrant <laughs> on DVD <laughs> and get Sudden Death. It's probably part of a three pack. It probably is. I should. Um. So yeah, really awesome. My, uh, middle school days when I love Van Damme. I used to love his movies. Really? But, uh, I know. I, won't watch I never Blood got Sport really again, too or... into him, but. This seems like a good time in my life now. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the movie, does he have to like 
you know, cradle a girl and protect her by something and 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 redeem himself See, from, having, from having crushed. That would have been cool one. if he had to do that, like with the helicopter falling. You know, yeah, so, like the helicopter falls on him and he. I will like, you. I will take the I will take the hit for this one, and then you know, <laughs> like it kills him, but she lives this time. You know why I think uh, Last Action Hero is so great is because his son dies in it. Like I think that's such an amazing moment. You know, it's such a great character thing, and that never happens in those movies. That's why Last Action Hero is the most underrated Arnold Schwarzenegger movie of all time. I would agree with that. <laughs> and ran by Shane Black. And the last oh, thing I watched right. was a bunch of Kitchen Nightmares, because oh, you guys whoa, talked about whoa. last week. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the Crazy Ad Lady? Did you see the or one we were talking you, about last week? Netflix? Oh, it was just Netflix. Oh, yeah, okay. So I was watching like season one through two. Because I think that whole episode is like leaked on, on YouTube, and I think just because of how much attention it's getting, they're just leaving it up. Um, so so you could you, go watch that one. Are, did you watch the British version, or is it the American British version? One? Yeah. Those ones are a little more mellow. Yeah, and it's also, uh, I'm on I'm in the beginning of season three, it's kind of like settling into a pattern of yeah. uh, people just kind of do the same stupid shit. There are British versions and American yeah, versions? Yeah, he goes, like yeah. the British ones, he... It's a little more. It's like Vinegar Arms has been a family restaurant for forty years, but lately the locals are staying away. And like that's that's his like uh, that's how he does the voiceovers, you know. And and now on the American one, it's like uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is home of the Pirates, and it's also home of Tatiana's mm. uh, whatever, whatever shit check. <laughs> Ran by co-owners and husband and wife George and Tatiana Azul I don't even know <laughs> Azul but yeah the whole thing Azul. of like each episode just seems like he shows up he eats the food it's terrible he goes in the kitchen they're obviously it's dirty yeah. dirty no they're that's how doing... they all are just yeah. the, the people that he meets yeah. always makes it I always love the one in the British one did he go to the purple it's like a purple the more yeah. yeah and he spray he like graffitis He's, the outside yeah, so leaves. they have to repaint <laughs> it <laughs> this is like yeah six months after he like they still in he said, "Hey, you should change the outside because we we did that street walk where yeah. everyone said everyone hates your color of your <laughs> building, and then yeah, he came back six months later. He still hadn't changed it, so he spray painted it. <laughs> yeah. And he also threw the fryer in the. Lake. And then he misspelled fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> He's like, oh fuck, I misspelled that. <laughs> or no, he writes paint, and he forgot yeah. the I. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> so it's just paint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. I, I must. I, it must be that I've seen some of each." Because I usually watch it on BBC. Yeah. Um, so because both of those things sound familiar. Even like his efforts, pretty funny. Where he has like this restaurant, as people oh, yeah. come in efforts and do good. challenges. Mm. Yeah. The most frustrating one is the one where um, there's that guy who's like the British king of chicken. He's like Colonel Sanders yeah. of chicken, and uh, he has that head chef who is really like, stuck in like doing overly creative stuff. Oh yeah. And no matter how many times was it the French guy. He, I think he's yeah he might be French and he's like no this is perfect I have so many like flavors and and Ramsey brings in two like critics yeah who, yeah for the stars or whatever that he's trying to get and they tell him twice you know stop making it so elaborate like simp- like less is more yeah it's, it's just frustrating like yeah yeah people are idiots. Like, you can't get past your own ego sometimes it's one of those shows where I think that the like it's 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 something you can't look away from when the the person who's running the restaurant is like a uh, he's a crazy pants or is just a an asshole or whatever. But the episodes that are the best are the ones where like they're they're stubborn or they're in a rut or something like that. But it's like a family run place, and by the end he brings his family back to back together. That's when you feel like oh this is good reality <laughs> TV. Like you know he's helping. Show me to blow your mind about it. It's. Uh, the new season that's coming out, you know, next year is its mm-hmm. tenth season. Whew, man, I believe it. I, I feel like every time 10 it's years? the British yeah. or the English one, uh, the American one. Well, I think uh, it did them at the same time, though. Have yeah, I, I think I think there's been more than one season in a year, though. 
Um, Has it really been 10 years? I know his, because uh, I, I have his shows on DVD, like from the BBC. Yeah. Um, like he had Gordon Ramsay's uh, uh, Kitchen Nightmares, the F word. Hell's Kitchen is the American one, right? Yeah. Uh, no, that's his that's the, competition, yeah. oh. which is also funny. Yeah. I just love him because he's so awesome. He just tears people apart because yeah. they're idiots. He's he's like a I think he's like a funnier Simon Cowell. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, much, he's sure. much more clever and a nicer. Like he, like uh, yeah, he, he's got better all, motivation. I think he's pretty like he's balanced. <laughs> yeah, like he loses his patience with people, but at the end of the day, he's still trying to help them. And, right. Yeah. yeah, that's just ghastly. Yeah, it looks like dog shit on a table. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. when he describes the food. I think that's my favorite part is when they bring it out. There's this one where he was in or he'll dump it in a plant or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in. Uh, I forget some like uppity New England town, and this guy brought out like he had steamed food in like this paper bag that you could eat, and he's like, "Oh my god, it looks like my baby just shit its pants," <laughs> and he's like, "Come here, come here, does this look appetizing to you? It's look like my baby ate curry." And so, <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> just goes on and on. He's, oh and man, the people always say, I'll, "I'll have you know that people order that and they love it." <laughs> who who are these fucking people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gordon, You're coming yeah. from thin air. <laughs> Cool. Thanks. We should pay some bills with sponsors. Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac. And I'm Ilya Chilix. And we're here to tell you to visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. Why should you visit Sphrix'sDomain.com? Well, yeah, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. How do you spell that address I see? What? I don't know. Fucking S something. I... I don't know. I'm I'm in college. I have no idea. Fine, I'll do it. S P H E R. Oh god! Oh god! Can spell the whole thing out? S. Oh god! Just say the domain part. I don't want to be here all night. Jesus! Is it getting more of a complicated website name? Stupid assholes first. Jesus. Anyway. Visit our website where you can read about all the funny adventures of seven aliens struggling to live together in an abandoned warehouse in Denver. What, what, that's it? What, it doesn't say anything about my crazy hijinks or antics or... (sighs) Ridiculous. Nope, that's all Sperks wrote down. Well, that doesn't sound funny at all. But you know what does sound funny? Gross. Oh man, I'm hungry again. Oh, it's so disgusting. Sparks is gonna be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey, what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puking farts in here. Go to sparksdomain.com. Bye! Sparksdomain.com. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, the teal troll is attacking me! My son's in danger! Will no one help him? Oh no, it's man spider! Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that, too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The Teal Troll still has my son. Here's webbing your eye. Oh, no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. 
So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoking taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. This is the box office stats. The number one movie last week was Mud. It's really weird. Man, that's a good movie. It deserves it. You know, uh, more but, people uh, need to, you know. It's actually Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, I was like, what? 70, <laughs> <laughs> 70 million dollars uh, for three days, 84 million over its uh, yeah. four and a half days. People are calling it unsuccessful, but. I don't know how. What? Yeah. Well, the the sales are down from last, like from four year four. How many? It's been yeah, four years, yeah, right? Yeah. So four years ago, the ticket price was up and the attendance was up, and like this year, like with three D and whatnot, it's I I can't remember exactly what I read in Box Office Mojo, but it said like it something about it where like the attendance has changed because of three D and whatnot. Uh-oh. So the three D ticket price. Like it, it accounts for most of it, but it doesn't like account for all of what should be there. Hmm. You know? Yeah, it's just the attendance. But I mean, yeah, when you make eighty four million dollars, it's still I mean, come on, that's still pretty yeah. good. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean she's still probably finished with like one hundred eighty or something. Yeah, and that's half its budget in the first week. That's not bad. Yeah, but it's um, it's, it's blowing up overseas. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. They don't care. No. Now, like in America, now if they get to one hundred and fifty and they do like four hundred million overseas, that's all they care about. Yeah. Yeah, people or, need to realize that the American market is hardly their concern anymore. Yeah, yeah. like it's that worldwide. What I think is crazy is Iron Man three is like the seventh highest grossing movie of all time now. Yeah, which I mean, I love the movie, but you know, it's one of those ones too, like the third one, and you wouldn't know if it'd be as popular. China, it's one point zero two five billion dollars or something. It's yep. crazy. You're serious? Yeah. Wow. A billion dollars. It's, a, it's now and they actually 1. did this 1. Uh, profile of Robert Downey Jr. His besides the soloist, his last. Five movies have all grossed over eight hundred million dollars. Mm, man, yeah. no wonder. And and yet, like, no wonder that the what feels like the majority of the cost for making the Avengers went to his bank account. Which is well, that's not that's not true because he got points, so that's why he got paid so much. But um, it's really nice that you know, well, unfortunate but nice that right now the part of their struggle for Avengers two is getting everybody on contract and. Part of the reason why he's not necessarily gung ho on Iron Man four is because he's trying to argue for the other actors in those movies to get higher pay grades, yeah. pay grades than they well, got. Yeah, he, I mean, he was the only one who got points, no, and he, that's why he made like fifty million dollars on that movie. It, uh, in it, the the GQ I have that's next to my nightstand. He, he mentioned <laughs> that like uh, ScarJo got like five hundred thousand yeah. dollars for Iron Man two, and like three oh, million dollars yeah. for Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else, every every other cast member except I think Chris Hemsworth, who got a little bit more was like between two and four yeah. or four and eight you know um but still at the end of the day i mean it's two million dollars to <laughs> oh, put yeah. on spandex and yeah throw I mean, a shield and pretend to be like every dream yeah <laughs> but it's also one of those things where when when that when those numbers come out and you're robert danny jr and you're making uh 10 times what everybody else in the movie is making um 
you, you ought to go out there and be yeah, like, hey, yeah, you agree. know what? I I don't want to be that dick who's like, oh, well, I'm just so much more important. I think it's really nice. No, and um, I think, I know, even watching areas of them, he doesn't seem like, his, he seems like the nice guy, you know? Some, oh, yeah. Sometimes when you watch movie stars, and you're like, oh, this guy's a putz, but. Yeah. I was listening to Doug, Love, Love, uh, Doug Loves Movies, and uh, they were saying, I think that was what it was, but they were saying um, Cinefamily needed a new projector, and he showed up and uh, found out about it. He's like, yeah, let's put it on my card. <laughs> <laughs> so he bought the theater a new projector. Well, you know, one of the, I, I love this to this day, man. I His Comic-Con appearance from last year, where all the kids have their homemade Iron Man costumes, and they're like, yeah, we're Iron Man. And then like he just shows up from behind and was like, I love all these Iron Men. <laughs> and then there's like pictures of him doing this with all the kids and stuff. I mean, it's yeah. awesome. That is That man is a treasure. Uh, dude, I love him. Yeah. How much do I love him? May 28th, Oriental Theater. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, way too much, man. Did you finally, I meant to ask, did you finally watch Shortcuts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you think? I, I liked it. Good. Like it's a, it's a uh it's a inst- it's an interesting movie. Uh, yeah. Uh I loved I, I loved Tim Robbins in it. <laughs> that uh, he's is such right. a bastard <laughs> in it, but I love him in it. Yeah. I didn't mean to detract him just like I had to know cuz that is one of the most like out of anything he's done that is the one thing I didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, it's so good. He's yeah, it's interesting cuz you know I've watched so many of his movies seeing his career. From teen uh, heartthrob, you know, as mm-hmm. and all those movies, less than zero, to more of a serious actor with Chaplin and things like that, then drugs, going away for a while, then coming back as this huge action star. So it's it's pretty cool. He's had a fun ride. Yep. Speaking of May twenty eighth, yeah, it was coming out on DVD and Blu ray. Also, thank you, Box Office Mojo. Yeah, fuck Box Office Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll thank them when they start paying me money. I should mention them on air. Because <laughs> who knows? Maybe I got off Hollywood Numbers, Hollywoodnumbers dot com. Who? Ah, lawyered. <laughs> Box office mojo. What if that Ray Stubers is like listening to the show? He's like, hey, fuck you guys. And he writes me a huge email. That'd be awesome. <laughs> 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 fuck you guys. This, yeah. DVD releases the Blu rays. Dark Skies. You remember that movie? Yeah, sure. Why not? Where that one guy, he's like standing in his backyard and he's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that movie comes out this week. Cool. Uh, that's the big one. I like Carrie Russell. Um,. Was she in that? Oh, yeah. yeah that, from J.J. Abrams. Yeah, that's right. Felicity. Yeah. Uh, the first season of Longmire, which is that show that if you go to a movie right now, they're going to show you a really long on. commercial for. I didn't know I, it was a movie I, until I, now. Or a, sh- a I, I show, I, I mean. I didn't, I th- that was even released on as a show. I thought it was like a preview for a show upcoming. Right, exactly. But no, Crazy. it's a preview for the second season of a show I didn't know existed. Mm. If you like Justified, check it out. It's fun. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I, it's, it's like Justified, but with old people. Nice. It's really cool. <laughs> cool I do like me some Westerns. Yeah. Um, they're also doing a, a big Blu-ray release of Cleopatra. So if you want to see like the <sighs> biggest uh, flop of all time. I, I love that movie. It's so much fun to watch just disaster happen at like, one <laughs> <given> moment. <laughs> Um, and then the second part of Doctor Who series seven, um, which has got the snowman and you know all what? That on Fuck it. Doctor Who and his fucking <laughs> Tardis. Stop I'm it. tired of it. It's I will, say, I will say, man, the 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 newest season ended this week. I didn't talk about this in what you've been watching. Uh, I'm just gonna skirt right over that that comment. Uh, man, it was a horrible, it's so horrible weird, like, finale. Everyone makes that joke, but you just really sold it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Thanks for free. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hate the finale, yeah. but I didn't love it either. Like, I. I mean, I. If it didn't like, it wasn't satisfying enough for no, me. No, no, no. It's. It's all set up for the five hundred or the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. Um. 
It's it, just any involvement from River Song makes me hate the episode. And I guess I should I should get you know I should give it a fair chance. Of course, the only two episodes I saw were you, the Andrew Garfield one. So you, you probably you probably <laughs> I'm like, hey, Andrew Garfield's in Spider Man. I'll watch this. Oh my god, this is horrible. You probably will not like that show. Is it because the robots are really fucking stupid in it? No, but it, you just saying that is part of why you won't like that show. <laughs> like, exactly. It's a very tongue-in-cheek, kitsch sci-fi show that is a throwback to '50s science fiction. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, but I like '50s science fiction. No, 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 I mean, I mean the the '50s science fiction that like you get when you go to Walmart and they've got like a collection of '50s science fiction movies you've never heard of, and it's like you know the. The, the meteor the falls into a town. from a valley then, or something. Yeah, 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 that kind of stuff. Attack um, of the Moon Zombies? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, it really is. Like, that's, yeah, the stuff that, that uh, Chris Mim is making. Does Chris like, Mim ever listen to this show? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like he, he even told us, like, that's what he's yeah, trying to do yeah, is remake those movies. It's like Monty Python meets, like, meets, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon, like, kind of, yeah. like, sci-fi stuff. Like, yeah. so, I mean, if you're into that, you might enjoy it. I, I would say give it a fair shot. You don't have to yeah. watch the old stuff. Just watch no, this no, new no, one. No, no. I'll try it, um, but no, but know that what you're going to get is very, you know. I got Justified season corny. two. I think I'll really watch. Yeah, that. you're better off with Justified season two, one of the best seasons of one of the best shows on television. Anyway, uh, unspool real news, James. Thank you, Digital Bits. Uh, we're actually looking at Amazon, so Digital Bits did not help me this time. Well, I use Digital Bits to get to Amazon, but anyway, um, <laughs> it's real news. So there's not a lot this week. No. Um, maybe the biggest thing, maybe, uh, is that the uh, Xbox got announced this week. It's horrible. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna buy a PlayStation, but that was always true. Xbox One. I saw a meme today. They had a picture of like whatever guy was doing the press conference. So he's pointing to the, back to this giant screen, and then someone wrote on the picture. Um, and now we're giving you the power to watch TV on your TV. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's just so late. What? And two, <laughs> yeah. they're not going to let you like. Let's say you're like, oh, hey guys, I have to do Mortal Kombat. Let me come over to your house and play it on your Xbox One. You oh yeah, bring it over, pay. buddy. Yeah. yeah, you have to fucking pay to play it on a friend's system. That's so stupid. Yep. I understand that they're doing it because you know they want to cut back on you know used games and they want developers to make money. Yeah. I just read a whole article in the New Game Informer. It was awesome. It was about uh, how Xbox Live and Xbox has turned its back on developers and yeah. how they force you to put games out when they want you to when. In their time window, yep. if you're an independent developer, you have to give them a cut of the money. The like Xbox has been this whole generation. Xbox has been on top. Obviously, this is not movie related, but I don't care. Um, Xbox has been on top this whole generation, and that is partially because of the fact that the PlayStation was not built in a way that was developer friendly. Yeah. And when they when they came out with PlayStation Four, that they not only admitted that they built the whole console in. Uh, Contrary exactly. to what they've done before, where they were like, "We're going to build this so that it's going to be easy for you guys." And the the big thing that people were saying that was going to maybe swing everybody back away from Xbox was that they were going to go in, into it with the arrogance of having been the number one Xbox or the number one console for the past eight years or however long it's been. And boy, oh boy, did that happen! Um, yeah, I was reading an article on IGN where they had, you know, it's like, "Hey, are you excited about the new Xbox?" Eighty nine percent said no; they're not even going to get it. Yeah. Uh, so, which is insane. I mean, it's it's not good for games. It's not good for the no, industry. I don't if think the so console, either. I mean, it's 
you know, for, for as somebody who has really liked his PlayStation and will love his PlayStation Four, I'm like, there's a there's a part of you that sort of sides with it, and you're like, oh yeah, this is cool. The guy, the side that I'm with, they're gonna win for a little while. You know, uh, maybe they'll make more Uncharted games, but that doesn't actually matter because if the Xbox doesn't do well, games in general will fail. No, I agree. That's but you need thing. the competition to push yourself. Yeah, because I mean, I'm excited for The Last of Us. So yeah, exactly. Um, so, but um, Sony, you know, they. The difference is Sony understands what they did wrong, yeah, and they're gonna do it. And I, I mean, I said PlayStation and they didn't 3 do is a it great at, system. But. They didn't do it necessarily out of arrogance. They did it because they were trying to build a console that they thought was gonna push the, like, really be the future of games. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just designed in a way that was hard for developers, yeah, uh, especially developers who were building games for Xbox and porting them well, did over. You, you so. watched the, the PlayStation conference. It's like, hey, yeah. we know now we made it so it's more PC friendly, so people who are developed for the PC can just jump into the PlayStation. They can develop games for it. Yeah, and I, the whole I, this whole article. And Game Informer said how Nintendo and Sony changed their whole position on it. They said, if you guys want to make a game, you can decide the point, how, how and we its points, how much you want to charge for it, if you want to send patches for free. I mean, because Xbox charges you to patch it too. Right. So it's, I mean, that's just silly. Xbox also charges you to use your Netflix on their box, which you're paying for. Exactly. Um, really? But, that's, oh, yeah. No, yeah, wow. you have to have Xbox Live in order to use the Netflix that you're also paying for. Well, I mean, everybody has Xbox Live Gold, but if you really want Xbox Live, you have to pay, was it 50 bucks a year? Yeah, no, it's silver and then gold you pay for it. Yeah, yeah and it's 50 bucks a year. But, I mean, which but, isn't bad. But, no, but on the PSN network, if you pay for it, they give you free games. Yeah, um, they save all your saves in the cloud. Yeah, it's a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. The reason I bring it up, though, the reason that it's real news related, uh, is that as part of that, they announced that they were partnering with Steven Spielberg to make a Halo show, uh, which is interesting. But I don't give a shit. But I mean, um, that's so weird too. Two things. Two things. <laughs> two things. Didn't they try to make it already? Like, well, you, Peter Jackson was trying to make it for a while. Uh, but I have I have two arguments against this. One, um, Falling Skies. So not everything that Steven Spielberg touches is gold and not, or, or necessarily something he is highly involved in. Putting Steven Spielberg's name on something does not mean, especially a television show, does not immediately mean there's going to be a brilliant television show. And that, that show's not bad, but you know, this is not like, oh, they're going to make the best Halo TV show you've ever seen. Um, also, Halo's not a real great story, straight up. And the, the, that All main right. character is vapid and empty. Um, they're, they they would have to basically just make a show in that universe, and I don't think that the universe is as, as compelling as people think it is. I agree. And two, why are you launching a system and talking about making a TV show? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Because they're trying to put their foot in all yeah, well, the that's media doors they doing, can. That's, I mean, that's why it's called the Xbox One, because it's the one device you'll need. Um It'll come with a Blu-ray player, so you know yeah, you can plug Sony it into still your makes basement. Money off yeah. Of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's brilliant. It's Sony's brilliant. Like, ah, Sony's, ah, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. I need a cheap Blu-ray player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're all forgetting the one thing, though. We need a red. Adver- we need a red versus blue movie. So if they, if they, if they Bad. make that Halo TV show, I would watch a red versus blue movie in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I would watch anything. If those guys did any kind of movie like that, I would, I would watch it. I um, just want them to do like a Rooster Teeth like sketch hour or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah. How has that not happened? How is there not like a rooster teeth version of robot chicken i mean because those guys are so talented letters guys um, letters yeah um and the other big thing was that we finally got a trailer for the world's end uh which we saw yeah, yeah. before our movie tonight I didn't, we... see, I didn't see it oh yeah um, i saw it online oh cool um it's funny <laughs> I've, I've never noticed how much those first two movies are similar until this one 
I mean, I knew there were like little things like the jumping over the fence and stuff like that, but just the, you know, guys go into a town. It's a small town. The town gets taken over by something. And like how much just as a, as a story arc, those movies are exactly the same. And this one looks exactly the same, but fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, to this day, I still laugh my ass off in Hot Fuzz where he drop kicks that old lady. Oh yeah, every <laughs> single fucking time I see it. it oh yeah, kills me. I think those aliens with the with the glowy faces are pretty creepy. They're robots. Well, you, yeah, yeah, robots. Well, yeah, they, I, well, they're the clearly going to be some kind of alien robot, right? I guess the first teaser made me think it was aliens, and yeah, no, yeah, they're robots. Too. Which the effects on those robots are pretty, like the growth of like, her legs are spinning yeah, as her yeah, arms yeah. and stuff. <laughs> pretty convincing. Oh, oh I think yeah, that, uh, this is the end. Looks great too. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Lots <laughs> of end movies. Cinco de Mayo. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm afraid. Let go of my shoe, Hansi. <laughs> that was the fucking guy's name. Uh, Get off Aziz. Aziz. Yeah, <laughs> with me. Yeah. yeah, you're already in the hole. <laughs> It looks funny, but I'm worried that that's going to overshadow like the world's end. Like people are going to like, oh, uh, they're will. copying the like this is the end. Nah. And it's I gonna... think it'll make enough in the British in, in, in the yeah. UK to to settle that score anyway. So. I think that the people who know uh, are the people who are going or, or are the audience for that movie already. You know what I'm saying? Like the people who are mm-hmm. hot fudge on of the dead fans, they know what that movie is, and they you know they aren't going to be. They're going to feel like some other James Franco movie has eaten its lunch. So, but I'm just saying, like, I think it, it, it's going to keep it from breaking out, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 It's going to be like Hot I, Fuzz, where it had like, it has that small following that kind of yeah, goes yeah. through it and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, unless there's something else you guys remember, that's pretty much news. Nope. Cool. Everything's filming right now, so. Yeah. Cool. So. Uh, do you have a comic book this week, James? No, it's technically your week. It was no, my week was when we had Joshua on the show. No, that's cheating. That's cheating. That's not cheating. Comic book corner. What's up, nerds? It's the comics corner. So this week on Comic Book Corner, we're going to tell you that you can now purchase tickets for Denver Comic Con with William Shatner. Yeah. Um, so make sure you do that, and I can't wait to see to get him on the show because. That's what I'm gonna do. That would be really cool. Um, we're, yeah. we're gonna have Stan Lee like say, "I'm Stan Lee, and you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast Excelsior." So, what kind of lines? I don't we know. You tell me. To do? Second podcast from the left and straight on till morning. That's Peter Pan. That's Peter dumbass. Pan. No, but he says Nerds! that. <laughs> I know he says it in six, but it's not Man. like his line. I know, but it's really cool when he says it. You're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. God. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. <laughs> we could we could get him to punch us in the face and be like, can oh. we just can we just get you to say, Dude. you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast? Engage. No, and no. You just stare at us and be like, is. that's the other fucking captain douche. I have to <laughs> shut up, James. <laughs> all right, all right. It says, uh, it says, these are the continued adventures of a Real Nerds Podcast, boldly going where no podcast has gone before. Oh. There we go. I like that. I like that. All right. Okay. Now, uh, we, now we've got our hopes up just to be Shatner. Shatner. Yeah. I'm going to be there to take photos of that event. That's going to be like a christening of a ship. Uh, <laughs> so awesome. We'll be there Sunday night at, at like 10 p.m. And they'll be like, guys, you got, you have to leave. You're not, you're not going to get to talk to William. And and the whole point is, is William Shatner is as cool as Stan Lee. So make sure you get out there. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And there's no reason. I mean, I, I want to meet him. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, get Stan Lee next year. It's fine. And support, uh, you know, Comic Book Classroom. Yeah, that's what it's really about. When you buy tickets. Uh, So this week on Comic Book Corners, visit us at DCC, (laughs) Denver Comic Con, um, because I forgot to read comics this week. I could pull another Spider-Man out of the thin air, but you know what? We would just groan and stop listening anyway. Exactly. That's what we do every other time. Yep. Cool. Cool. 
We saw two movies this week. Yeah. Me and James did. So you guys are going to have to sit there and listen to the spoilerific version of Fast and Furious 6. Roll that trailer. When I go fast, I go hard. Why don't, don't, don't roll the trailer yet. Anyway. We oh, yeah, we have to talk about if we should see it or not. Man, we've been doing this 102 this episodes. Um, you should see this movie. I liked it. I'm actually, as, as the big Fast Five fan, I'm going to say you should rent this movie. Ooh. I rent? I say see it. Yeah. Roll the trailer. So how's the life of a retired international criminal? I need your help, Dom. Last week, a team of highly coordinated drivers took down a military convoy. This most recent job graduated them to a whole new level. You're gonna help me catch the team responsible. Why is that, Hobbs? This was taken a week ago. He's messing with your head. Lady's dead, though. I need to know for sure. Then I'm going with you. Equipment's way better than that trash in Rio. Way better. So now we work for the Hulk? Things changed. Breathe with me! Our target's Owen Shaw, former major in the SAS Spec Ops soldier. You help us get Letty, we'll get you, Shaw. But we need full pardons all the way around. And cars. Make sure they're fast. Warfare. I've never seen this before. You believe in ghosts? You don't turn your back on family, even when they do. You really think you've won? Is about family. It's the very reason you weren't even in the game. Damn. Breathe with me. Breathe. Somebody do something. I gotta take all my ass. I hate Michelle Rodriguez. Oh yeah, everybody does. And there is way too her much mom of her. Probably in this hates movie. her. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> oh, that's, that's cr- and Michelle Rodriguez. They're gonna book her for Denver Comic Con next year, and yeah. this will be awkward. And then she's gonna. I, then I she, won't have her on Then the she's gonna put her head down and then look at me like really intensely and and say, "Hey, why are you talking that way?" <laughs> she like whoa, 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 she's not <laughs> <a> Rosie Perez. <laughs> oh man! But anyway, I would love to talk to Rosie Perez. Uh, this this movie takes place a few months after. Um, well, nine, is nine, it nine-ish months? Well, yeah, because it, it starts months? with well, it starts with him with her oh, giving yeah. birth. Oh yeah, Paul Walker's uh, has a Squeeze. baby. Yeah, his, Paul Walker had <laughs> gives birth at the beginning. Wow, which <laughs> is I think a brave Spoiler. choice. Uh, uh, Jordana Brewster looks horrible. She does. She yeah. needs to eat. Oh. Yeah. Well, she well she yeah <laughs> she is too thin, and then yeah she always looks like she's sweaty in the background. And she's like this. You can't see that, but I just sucked in my cheeks. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, she's so hot in the Texas Chainsaw movie, and in this one, she is not. 
most attractive woman in this movie. I, I don't know why this is how we're reviewing this film, but most attractive woman in this movie, Gina Carano. Carino. Yeah, why do they dub her voice in Haywire? I don't know. She sounds fine. Yeah, she does. Um, yeah. But anyways, um, Hobbs, which is Dwayne Johnson's character, needs help bringing down Shaw, who is a vehicular he's a, he's a British warfare yeah. guy. He's a British former SAS dude who drives around. He's collecting parts to make an electronic bomb or some bullshit. Something we don't even... I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but the point of the movie is, is like the action scenes. Yeah. Uh, I know. It was fun. Like I had fun watching it. it uh, my biggest problem with it is I think... Um, Fast Five is actually... I can't believe I'm going to compliment five, Fast Five as much as I'm about to. Um, Fast Five is actually pretty tight. Um, you know, they have some, like, drama sequences at the beginning, you know, introducing the whole, like, oh, we're a family stuff. Um, but as soon as they get the action rolling and they get this sort of heist momentum going, they don't lose it, and then it's got a a car chase at the end that is more inventive and more more fun and ridiculous than the car chase in, in Bad Boys 2. Um, which is the best oh, you thing gotta I can watch say about yourself it. some bad boys too. Yeah, right. And that car chase is great. Cars flipping up and down and shit like that. But the safe at the end of Fat, Bad uh, Fast Five is f- f- way more fun, as far as I'm concerned. Um, this movie, I think, has way too much. Oh, we're, we're a family, and we gotta get we gotta get yeah, Letty back. Yeah, the only part and, that was like it just weird. It drags so much that when the action sequences do come, they like they they. I get excited and I'm finally like, oh, okay, cool. Now we're now we're doing some stuff, and then they end so quickly and get right back into like, you know, Vin Diesel and the bad guy standing in a parking lot staring at each other, literally explaining their character dynamics. Like they, like the one guy does come up and he's like, I don't believe in family at all, and my crew isn't a family, and I don't, and and that's how you and I are different, and I'm totally a foil for your. He might as well say that. He might <laughs> as well say, spy. I am the Han Solo of this of this film. Like, come on, like yeah. No, there are some goofy moments. Uh, you know, the part, you know, at the beginning of the movie, Vin Diesel is banging that uh, Brazilian chick. Oh, Elsa Pataki. And uh, he, so Hobbs shows up, Dwayne Johnson's character, and says, this was taken a week ago. I can't even sound like The Rock. And he puts uh, a paper uh, thing down. It's Letty. And she comes up and says, I understand you're going to leave me now. Go, <laughs> yeah. Now. Oh, my God. It's so horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that, that's, that's, I mean, I shortened the line, but she basically says that. Yeah. She, she's basically like, what does well, she say? She says, I understand. You got to go. You got to go chase your ex-girlfriend. Because yeah, she said, if that was my husband, I'd, ex- I'd expect you to let me go. Right. Oh, my God. So she's right. like, yeah, whatever. See ya. That's so bad. Oh, and then man. with his misshapen head meets The Rock out in the. Dude, it's so funny too. There's a really funny part at the end where, <laughs> this is my um, so in real life, The Rock is literally like six five six six. Yeah. Um, I don't know how tall Vin Diesel is. He's five, taller than Ray Parks. Five but he's seven, not that tall, five yeah. six, and so Vin Diesel is like on the top of this hill, and then The Rock like walks up to him, and like the force perspective of the camera angle is so that they're the same height. But you can tell the rock is like standing up and the same head size. Yeah, like, the same head like, size. So the Vin Diesel <laughs> takes up the same amount of the sh- of the shot, but it is so poor of a force perspective that it really looks like. And when they cut away to a different shot, it's clear that like they are standing with the rock's right shoulder almost touching Vin Diesel's left shoulder. Like that's how far apart they're standing, like two abreast. And you know basically. that you know that old joke that Tom Cruise stands on like apple crates. Yeah, yeah I was, was just gonna say definitely is it, literally is it like what a Tom doing. Cruise thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's literally yeah. what it is, and it, uh, but it looks so horrible. Yeah, and then they cut away to another shot as as the rock like turns turns around to walk away, and the rock is standing a whole body length to the left 
of Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't even correct it in the cross shot. So it's almost <laughs> like like it was supposed to be a choice. Like they weren't gonna they weren't gonna look each other in the face, even though the other shot makes it look like they're looking each other in the face. It's so weird. It's weird. It's like they're standing like this, but they're not looking at it. I don't even yeah. know. But uh, there is a part, too, where The Rock is chasing the bad guy. There we go. And yes. uh, it's, it's driving, and he stands up in the Jeep, and he jumps, misses, hits the car, rolls off, like hugs like a like a, an arm for a gate, spins around, shoots in midair, and misses him, <laughs> and then continues to roll. And he's like, damn, I missed him. Like, oh. just gets up. Like, he jumped, yeah. like, four stories down. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. I yeah, keep forgetting he's... The Rock is in this movie. Yeah. Like, I, he's G.I. Joe Retaliation, Pain and Gain. This has been a fun year uh, for, for It action. goes four snitch. movies in a month. Oh, I was Snitch. Oh. It's snitch. The, the one with where he played the D. Yeah. He had to get the Pain son out of trouble. Yeah. Oh, right. my God. But I, I keep forgetting he's in those movies because he just started in the Fast Five one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Now I've got to go see this movie. No, dude. He's, yeah. he's badass. <laughs> like, yeah, The Rock is. is always cool. Yeah. Um, At the end, he fights a, like, a Russian version of himself. Yeah. Actually, that was a really funny scene, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because okay. <laughs> one of the – I think it was Tyrese Gibson's character – yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. They had like the screens of all the bad guys, and he and he says, "Wait a minute, does anyone else realize that we're like the exact opposite?" Like, oh yeah, it's like an episode out of a, like a cartoon. Yeah, where where but where one of the characters realizes that like, oh, I, this black guy is me, black guy, and that is that big dude is clearly the Rock, but he's a white version of the Rock. And he's and this... literally saying this like as he's going around. Like, yeah. so, so there's a mirror universe in the Fast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and and Paul Walker's Fast guy is into darkness. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Walker's guy is basically Paul Walker, but with a goatee and shorter hair. Dun dun dun. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then that oh, happens. but where you were going is there was a scene at the end uh, where <laughs> where all of a sudden those everybody is fighting, and all of a sudden those four guys, the Rock and the and the mean version of the Rock, and then Paul Walker or uh, Vin Diesel and mean version of Vin Diesel end up like standing across from each other. And then they realize, like, oh, we're each other's arch nemesis. And then they fight. Uh, and they throw each other through crates and shit. And The Rock has a gun like um, Barry from Resident Evil. I don't know if you ever played the old Resident Evil games. Barry Burton's gun was, like, this big. <laughs> yeah. And The Rock's gun in this is literally that big. Yeah. Um, and there is a post-credit sequence. And all I'll say when you watch it, I need to know if you're wearing a wire. Oh, God. <laughs> Makes oh. an appearance in this movie. It's not even post-credits. It's like... They they run they tell you who the assistant director was and then they do that scene like it's part of the movie basically. But he kills one of Toretto's family members. Well, it means the movie they finally caught up to the third one mm. because the third the third oh, Fast and Furious right. movie takes place after the first one, two, four, five, and six. Fast and Tokyo Drift oh, takes right. place after six. Is he oh. in that? Yes. Yeah. The, the Asian guy is in Tokyo no, Drift. No, no, no. The Asian guy. Oh, he, oh, oh, yeah. Um, no, he's not. So he's the new bad guy. I guess I have to watch Tokyo Drift again, which <laughs> is maybe the worst thing about this movie. Um, actually, no. The worst thing about this movie, and I said this in the theater, I've still not seen Fast and Furious 5, 4. You tell me that it's horrible. horrible. I've heard that That's it's horrible. That's the first one I've seen. Um, and that the problem, too, that, movie, that movie is so horrible that it is the problem with this movie. Like, Fast Five pays very little attention to Fast and Furious 4, um, and part of that's and and that's why that movie is so much fun. This movie has so much Michelle Rodriguez bullshit in it. I, I think too, um, 
the, you had to have seen because I don't know like some of the callbacks they were doing. I didn't know yeah. any of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there's a callback to a character from the first movie that I. I mean, I've seen the first movie a few times. Like that cop. There's mm-hmm. all. There's like 20 minutes of Paul Walker in jail, like Rorschach from Watchmen, where like all the guys that he's put in jail are coming and they're gonna beat him up. Like it's really bizarre and it's pointless. Oh, you know, you he learns for- he learns nothing. <laughs> I don't know how he gets himself in jail and then how he gets himself back out. It's magic. Um, Dude, you forgot about like the greatest, most ridiculous scene in the whole movie. Probably the, the first scene that you meet the Rock. He's going to interrogate this guy, and oh, he God. literally goes in there and just beats the shit out of him. He throws him against the wall and throws yeah. him through walls. And and the guy's like, "Is that legal?" And he says, "No." Are you going to stop him? No. So he just beats the shit out of this guy to get information. It's great. Oh <laughs> man. He says yeah. WrestleMania right at the end of it. Oh, I'll be I'll be just yeah. upset. <laughs> <laughs> he oh. does say guarantee T in it. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of and there's I'm there's a lot of <laughs> Michelle nice. Rodriguez and Gina Carano fighting, which I find un- very unbelievable because Michelle Rodriguez doesn't look like she could beat up a twig. But there was that great and, scene with uh, Tyrese Gibson and the um, what's the Asian guy name? He's in Bullet to the Head. Oh, um, yeah, uh, something Sung 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 Hung Sung Kane something like Sung that. Ta- yeah, Sung yeah, something. Yes. And uh, it's like they're fighting this one guy, and it's pretty badass. This one guy is kicking yes. their ass. It's a great fight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I liked it. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll I'll buy it. Well, they the rock. they're fighting this one guy, and they get their asses kicked, and then at the end, the two of them like they finally sort of beat the guy, or the guy ran away or something, and they look at each other, and they're like, they're all beat up, and they're like, no one can ever find out about this. <laughs> that and one we just got beat those two guys up. to us. But um, yeah, I, I I say rent it just because I th- I feel like it. None of none of the action sequences to me are anywhere near as good as. Um, they were in the last one and there is so much more bullshit i mean the movie's like two and a half hours long yeah. uh, and usually i'm usually i really love when they try to treat this material like it's this giant epic you know like i was giddy as a schoolboy when the opening credits started and they were doing like flashbacks to the original movies and like showing you clips and like trying to catch you up like you know spider-man 2 style uh, and i was like yeah right because this is all one story that you totally had planned out when you wrote that one you know uh, rip off of point break in 1994 whenever the first <laughs> movie came out um uh, you know it's, it's just ridiculous yeah man very little tokyo drift though in there yeah or, i didn't know i didn't know tokyo oh, that, i didn't remember that it was like uh you know take place in the future yeah oh of course that's why i guess yeah because yeah. N- now it's all caught up <laughs> they flash back to the future <laughs> yeah 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 doc brown shows up they better not <laughs> oh no tokyo drift <laughs> they, they better never introduce that that friggin' texan kid from that movie no yeah. well that one guy's dead because jason statham killed him so, oh yeah that was shocking though i didn't know he was in the movie Oh, I I knew he was going to be in the next one, so I figured oh. I figured that's what was going to happen. What did, is he in Tokyo Drift? Or no, no, he, okay. no, no, no. He's just in. He's yeah. He's, he's, he's going to be in yeah. Fast and Furious Seven. Oh, okay. And Seven. I'm 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 down for it now. Like I know. I love Statham. Yeah, he's you know. But he is he try. a good guy or a villain? Well, I already told you he well, kills some guys. We just guy, need so to yeah. know he's well, going away. Well, but he does say, "Toretto, you don't know me, but you will." Or something, yeah. whatever. In the next movie. He should have said that. He should have said... Oh, man. So, the next movie everybody saw, The Hangover Part 3. Zach, should people go see The Hangover Part 3? I was... I still don't know how I feel about this movie. This is extremely dark for a Hangover movie, and at the same time, it might be more hilarious than the first one for me, but... I'd say check it out just out of sheer curiosity to see if if you think they beat two because two was moderate to 
bad for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'd say check it out just out of sheer curiosity, but it's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's it's Brad. got its moments. Uh I mean if you've hung in through hung yeah. in through the first uh, two, why wouldn't you go see the third one? Um I agree it was really funny. Yeah, I, I I was laughing through the whole thing. Yeah. Um but that's about it. it. Yeah, you know, there yeah. It's not necessarily like it's not moving. There's never there's never a part where yeah. you're like, oh, th- this is the sort of emotional core here. Um, but there is some there's some really funny moments. It's it's basically the Zach Galifianakis and um, um, Ken Jeong and, and Ken Jeong film. Like yeah. Yeah. if they weren't in this movie, it would just be a, a pile of trash. Like you know, at least at least with the past ones, they had sort of that MacGuffin of like, oh, they don't remember what they've done. Like this one doesn't have that. It's just a romp following those two characters. Or so. does it have that? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was really funny. I actually kind of, I really enjoyed the movie. Cause yeah. It was just, uh, here, here's the trailer. Yeah. I can't believe my daddy is dead. I can think of so many people I would rather have died first. Like my mother. Apparently Alan's been off his meds for almost six months. Oh, God. Look at him now. We're all here to tell you about an awesome place called New Horizons. That does sound awesome. Alan, this is an intervention. We drive you there today, and I promise you will come back a changed man. You going, Phil? I love you, Alan. $21 million from me. And I figure the wolf pack has the best chance of finding him. No! Doug is my insurance. Can you take Stu instead? I got this strange email. I think it might be from Chow. Fatty, I'm close by. Tell no one. Chow. This says Chow. How did you not know this was from Chow? At the time, I thought it was Chow like goodbye. You know, like Chow, Rivadurche, Papa John. Ah! Hey, fast stuff. Quick, give me some sugar. Did he just kiss him? What are you doing here? Same old, same old. Ooh, I got into cockfighting. Oh, cockfighting, that sounds wonderful. Stand still, I'm trying to help! Are you out of your mind? You ready to do this? Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? Hey, Phil, kick yourself out a little bit. Alan! You get it? We can't be friends anymore. When we get together, bad things happen and people get hurt. Yeah, that's the point. It's funny. It all ends tonight. So long, bitches. Oh. I believe I can fly. I love cocaine. <laughs> Cassie, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm with a customer. <laughs> She's rude. You hear that, Mom? Nobody likes you. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. It's just funny, you know. Zach Galifianakis. I don't know what it is about him, but everything he does is just so bizarre. Yeah. Every choice he makes, whether it's his stand up, whether it's in movies, I, I don't understand him. But he's so funny. Like I don't know what he's like in real life. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, watch, uh, watch Super Jaime. You'll get an idea. Yeah, yeah. He, but that guy is very 
calculating. Like he has got his. Oh, I'm sure he's really smart because how funny he is. He's intelligent. But I mean, just one of my favorite lines in the movie happens really early, and I was the only one in my theater who laughed at it. Jeffrey Tambor is talking to him. He's like, Jesus Christ, you're 40 years old. He's like, I'm 42, Dan. I'm 42. <laughs> like, that's better. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. I could not stop <laughs> laughing. Like, his point was, oh, my gosh. It's... Yeah. That moment where he knocks over the 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 maids telling him how much he's sad to clean up, and then he knocks over the glass and goes, "There, it looks like somebody needs to clean that up." <laughs> Alan, you're oh. a horrible person. He doesn't understand why. Yeah, it's just like the whole. Well, the whole movie is is uh, Ken Jeong's character escapes from prison in Bangkok or Thailand. Where was the last one? Bangkok. Yeah, Bangkok. Yeah. And uh, he stole drugs from John Goodman's character Marshall. And and actually stole gold from him, and John Goodman wants it back. Um, and John Goodman is really good, and you don't see John Goodman play oh, that yeah. kind of character very often. Yeah, no, John Goodman's great. Um, and so he uses the the wolf pack to try and yeah. track down the gold because they would know where. And I actually laugh right. too how uh, Doug got like taken out of the equation. Like they always oh, yeah. have to take Doug away. <laughs> you know, he gets kidnapped. Like, could you take Stu? And just... <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Alan, that's mean. <laughs> you, Alan. Yeah, you, Alan. <laughs> oh, man. I like how they kept like referring to Black Doug as Black Doug, and yeah, he got yeah. angry with them. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Black Doug. Hey! Stop calling me that. <laughs> oh man. And it's. Just... <laughs> you can't like again because Zach Galifianakis makes so many weird choices. I don't know if it's written in the script that way, or if it's written a certain way. And then he just puts his own little like spin on it. I don't, or or if they're just riffing on set. Like I would love to know where the um, Melissa McCarthy whole thing came from. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I know why they wrote her character into the script because there's that line earlier about like, oh, he just needs to find a girl or whatever. Um, but that the whole the whole bizarre um, sucker thing. I would love to know where that came from. But there's also like really bizarre moments in this movie too, where they break into that one house and um, Chow acts like a dog for some reason. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like, "Hey, Stu, look at me!" And he starts eating dog food. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> he puts his face in yeah. Stu's butt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I just say hello. <laughs> oh, I thought it was man. a cool twist that uh, after they uh, get released from the uh, like the Mexican police headquarters. They get driven back to the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I and it was something I didn't see coming, and yeah. then when they drove up at the house, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, it's it's John there, Goodman's house. They stole his other half of. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was so smart. <laughs> or I mean, there's even little moments too where you know they're talking about how they're going to break into this house, and you know Zach Galifianakis says, "I just want to say one thing. Uh, that's not the house we're breaking into. That's just a model. <laughs> I want to make sure everybody knows that, right?" Yeah. <laughs> it's just so dumb. But and then he and falls over on a crate of chickens, <laughs> yeah. and then they oh have this God, chicken thing. Oh, when, oh, when he when he strangles. That's he what I was trying to remember. Strangles or not strangles? He but pushed like, the pillow over the yeah, chicken's yeah. head and goes, "You fought many fights, Wallace, <laughs> <laughs> but not this one." <laughs> that's what I mentioned. That was the funniest thing I like. I laughed yeah. at was not that, but the line after is like. Why are the chickens so angry? Because I feed them cocaine. <laughs> yes. And, and chicken. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That was, that was the just, best thing. Like, the whole movie is just so bizarre. You know, yeah. it's, it's... It felt like a big, like... It, be, it felt like a big fuck you to the critics who didn't like Hangover 2. Yeah. Like, they even, like, do the whole, like, what, well, he's PETA pussy? <laughs> or, like, shit like that. And, like... And, like... It, 
every moment seems like they were just predicated on we're gonna show them wrong, and they I think they did it. Like yeah. that movie is not what Hangover Two no, was at so, all. Like the the Peta part two is like why why is Chow hate animals so much? Because <laughs> <laughs> he he kills those chickens. Yeah, yeah. And then, then he, they tranquilize and they get to, you know you know they talk to John Goodman. He's like, and you killed my dog. <laughs> like, no, we just tranquilize him. Like, well, that little fucker Chow broke their neck as he was leaving. It's like, why? <laughs> Yeah, it was great. Uh, oh, just, man. Just so many lines like that where the movie are just like, do they just make this stuff up and just. <laughs> yeah. How much of this movie is improvised and how much of yeah. it is actually the script? Right. Because they could very. I mean, the, 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 the plot of like, they. They get kidnapped. They go to Mexico. They go to Vegas. They go home. Like, that's very simple. You could. You could. Wing it from there, you know. I know, too, in the part where he's, they're trying to get into Chow's penthouse and, you know, Zach Galifagos jumps and he almost dies. I, don't <laughs> think, I think it's yeah. funny. Oh, like, yeah. You gotta catch him. And that shot is so good. Like, anybody yeah. else would have shot, you know, I, yeah. I you, you could imagine the ways that somebody would normally shoot that, but that wide shot, which is, you know, I'm sure green screened or whatever, of him jumping and just barely catching that lip <laughs> is so perfect. I know. Like, I was in my really seat like, like, oh. And it's so yeah. funny, too, because, like, even uh, Phil Bradley Cooper's character says, "Don't jump forward, whatever you do. Jump forward, off." Did anybody laugh? Like, I know it's a moment in the trailer, but did anybody laugh when he's like flying through the air and he goes, "I believe I can fly." I fucking love cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> everything that comes out of Ken Jong's mouth is is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. uh, I still remember the uh, very be- beginning of the movie oh, with the oh. giraffe head. <laughs> <laughs> Family oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah! I thought you were talking about the uh, the Shawshank Redemption opening. What was the headline in the newspaper too? Is like huge mass. A- oh, uh, was, what is giraffe it? massacre! Yeah, massacre! Yeah, so, yeah. so many stupid things in it. Yeah, that head, when that head hit that windshield, she yeah. was like, "Oh my!" <laughs> or his oh. speech at his dad's funeral. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so many other people. people I would rather die that. first, like, like mom. my mom, <laughs> my sister, and my, and my dad always said I was his favorite kid. <laughs> and then it cuts to his sister's face, like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> his, I, his phone. Yeah, you take a yes. picture with the. Portrait. He's digging. He's burying his own dad. Yeah. <laughs> and takes where, out a tab. Where did he get the tab soda? <laughs> <laughs> that tab soda is like on all the coffee tables, like throughout the movie. It's yeah. like really? a can of tab soda, <laughs> oh, randomly. Man, man. And that, character that, thing. I don't know. Like, I mean, if we can get to it, that that ending, like the two, those there's two endings to me in that movie. It's <laughs> one is yeah. where. Leslie Chow pops out of the car like they're about to do this exchange for the gold and he pops out and he just shoots John Goodman and his assistant like they're nothing (laughs) like I was I was literally shocked I'm just like wow I thought there was going to be a bigger moment yeah that was just like out of nowhere and that's why I think that this film is so different it's it's not it's funny but I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing sometimes Yeah. yeah or even his like speech at the wedding where he's saying um, uh, honestly, guys, she lets me mount her, and um, <laughs> I like her for that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, you, say that. I, you know, I, sometimes, Doug, I see you mount my sister. Many times I've seen that. better than all your wives. Yeah, and then, and then Bradley Cooper has this throwaway line that's brilliant where he's like, uh, he's like, I love you. <laughs> I love you, uh, Alan. After he said that I've seen you mount your sister many yeah. times. I love you, Alan. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And then, of course, they have... Uh, the post-credit scene. Is oh my god! I was sitting there thinking, like they're walking down the hallway, and it's all slow motion. And it like flashes back to them as a group, like how they looked, yeah. you know, f- five years ago. Um, and I was like, oh, that's I guess a nice kind of 
I, I would have expected something more uh, funny or, you know, yeah. outlandish. But no, I guess it, it can have a poignant ending. And then it cuts to the post credits. <laughs> Which is me. Like, I can't believe that they would ever make that movie because it is so ridiculous. Like, it, man, as soon as he walks out there and he has boobs. <laughs> and Helms has boobs, and we see Ken Jong's dick. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Which early in the movie, I'd been thinking, like, oh, there's not a lot of boobs or dick in this movie, which is is both, you know, surprising and, and maybe okay. And he's rocking a samurai uh, sword, and yeah, oh, <laughs> the monkey comes back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's like, it was, really that was the most, like, high-octane ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's Fast and Furious, like, worthy, but... <laughs> well, there's also a scene was in a, Fast 6 where... Um, it's kind of alluded in the trailer where Michelle Rodriguez gets launched from the tank <gasps> and Vin Diesel jumps from a car and catches her <laughs> so she doesn't fall down a ravine. And then uh, his momentum carries her to the other side of the bridge and mm-hmm. um, he hits a car. And then they have this great moment where she says, how did you know you'd land on a car on the other side? He's like, I had faith. Or I didn't know. <laughs> or whatever he said, I don't remember. Oh, it's the most ridiculous thing. It was one of the times that I like put my head in my hands and just, sh- you know, shook for a second. Man. But it sounds like everybody liked Hangover 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot better than 2. I mean, I, I like 2. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I recently watched them. They're all pretty funny. They're yeah. All, yeah. They're all the same to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, they're all just a, a platform for, you know, those actors and just ridiculous shit that happens. So. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Uh, what, what's your uh, <laughs> password, Alan? Hey, Phil. No, I mean, what's your password? That's what it is. It's Hey, Phil. It's hey, <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> I have to. If I have to keep downloading those yeah. apps. <laughs> That's so many men. Sixty <laughs> apps on that phone. That you're is, right. You're right. It seems like that you would be the worst. <laughs> yeah, that's so because that's in the trailer too. But yeah. like the scene's so much longer, so it makes it so much. It's even funny when you watch it again. He says, "You know, it's you know, I sorry I lost my top there, but we've been doing this for so long, and it seems like I'm anything." I just like how in this movie he just starts insulting Stu like Stu's the one who's usually like insulting Alan like I just like (laughs) that dynamic switch yeah met his little boy Carlos (gasps) oh Oh, that is such a I see I you said there might be no heart in that movie I thought there was heart right there in that moment like I I cheered up a little because he's just like do you remember do you remember me and he says no it's so sad well because that's also where his character actually changes in the movie yeah where he becomes a little more Serious. You're right. I had forgotten about Carlos, yeah. especially when the boy when he comes back out, and obviously the boy thinks he's his real dad, <laughs> <laughs> which is maybe the most disturbing thing in the whole movie. Um, but yeah, when he, he when he goes blast. up and hugs him, oh yeah, because that little boy is really cute. Yeah, yeah. Sort of looked like a conehead. <laughs> I had a little bit of a. Are you gonna pick on a kid actor? Shut up, <laughs> James. Sorry, I'm just saying. I did think you see the, haircut, the preview really. for the Jennifer Aniston movie? I did. Yeah. I'm gonna see that. Where I know you are. <laughs> did you get the Red Band trailer? No. Oh, oh, we got oh, the oh, Red got Band the, trailer. Oh, so you got the kids singing, didn't you? Uh, yeah. yeah. I we, love we got, kids. We got oh, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> we got Jennifer Aniston stripping, which is nice. what is gonna frustrate you. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see the movie. Oh, yeah, and, then, we'll and then I'll buy the Blu-ray and do that, like that Blu-ray slow mo where it's like, <laughs> and see how if I can see I any nip know. slip. I don't need to know. I don't need What's know. that? An orca? It, I make a lot of money. Oh wow! Screw screw Hangover. That's gonna be Ed Helms' best performance ever. <laughs> oh man, that looks like it. Cool. Anyways, you can um, log on to realnerdspodcast.com to see what we're up to. You can see us at Denver Comic Con 2013. 
May 31st to June 2nd. You can see the pod show May 28th at the Oriental Theater. You can tweet us, real underscore nerds. You can like us on Facebook. You can call us, 7206nerds5. Many ways to get in touch with us. Uh, next week, we are seeing something. I don't know. Uh, Na- after Earth. Me. After Earth or Now You See Me. Yeah. Yep. So or we'll both. see one of those movies. Maybe both. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever we can squeeze in. Um, Zach, thanks for stopping by. As always, we appreciate it. Thank you. July Thank you 10th, uh, premiere of The Boy Who Stares. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm honestly, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have final details. Um, this coming, like by the time this comes up, we'll have a more final detail on the website. Um, on and when that's going up. But in the meantime, you can check it out on. Um, Facebook.com slash Take 38 Productions. Um, and I'm going to be at Com- Denver Comic Con as well with the Aurora Rises booth um, one or two days there uh, to talk about the event and whatnot. And actually on May 28th, we are, um, we're going to be uh, doing Open Night Screen Night as well. We're going to be showing Twombly for the last time in Denver. You fucker. Yeah. No, no but we wanted to. <laughs> um, this is about only... us. <laughs> no, but we wanted to We wanted to, We wanted wanted to. to do it one last time, and this cool. is the only yeah. venue that we had. So we, uh, we're going to take that. But that's the last time it'll be screening. So if you haven't seen Twombly, come and check it out. Uh, premiered stars and all that stuff. So we appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. What's going on? And I got two things. Okay. Um, Matty O'Connor is starting his own podcast, and he wants to join the uh, Nebulous Visions Network, so mm-hmm. pretty soon you'll be able well, to. Well, he can't. <laughs> so Too there bad. you go, Matt. Uh, there's your answer. You can't join. <laughs> I, I, I said I'd ask. James rejected it, and yep. uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> we're in tough negotiations right now, Matty. So you're saying, what you're saying yes. is we're like a, we're like a network now? Uh, yeah, he he wants us to become a network. So well, pay yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to use some of our hosting, and uh, oh, oh, I, okay. I gave him some pointers, so yeah, throw us a little scratch. Yeah. To Thank you for laughing at my joke <laughs> yeah, I just threw that out was there. Funny. <laughs> what, what have I? Pay us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah, it's that's cool. Matt, it's Maddie Cast, and he's just going to talk to people. Cool, cool. Uh, it's what I've heard so far, it's like a what a lot like a WTF with Mark Barron, you know. Oh, cool. very nice. Most will be probably be video people, but he'll just probably just talk to anybody. Right on. Yeah. He talked to Zach last night, right? Yeah, we uh we recorded our episode with him. Um it's fun. And uh he's got a nice format. He is a lot like Mark Marin. I I do think he's like a little mini Mark Marin. It's funny. <laughs> hmm. Well, if Matty cool. you want me to be on your show, man, I'll be on it. I won't. <laughs> James I refuse. is just adamant about this. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have time for this yeah. shit. <laughs> and then 3 weeks we have our Second anniversary, we do. Yeah, I mean, we made a big deal about the hundredth episode, but two years, boys. In a few two weeks, years. two yeah. years. Yeah. We'll have some more things planned, I'm sure. Yeah, think of something <laughs> so we can keep it up. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> At least for the next. Oh. oh, she has been talking for the for many years now, and it's got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. So, uh, see you at the Oriental Theater May 28th, and see you at Denver Comic Con this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. From all of us at Real Nerds, this has been a Nebulous Visions production. Bye. 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 Suck my face.